Hey guys, welcome to Pretty Killer Podcast. I am your host, Jordana. And tonight I have the pleasure of sitting down with Dewey Pod Monster. I have Sean and John. Howdy. Hi. Hi guys. How's it going? <laughs> it's good. Friday. We have beverages. We're doing good. Yeah. Let's, Got a beer let's in do hand. A, let's do a Friday cheers. Gross. Cheers. Ding. Yes. Ding. Thank God Quiet. this week is over. Um so I've been wanting to sit down with these guys and pick their brain, talk with them. It's a lot of fun. And uh, we finally got around to doing it. Last Friday, I had to reschedule because we went to a punk rock show and got sick. As one so, does. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I kind of had a feeling it was going to happen, but here we are. So uh, why don't you guys tell us about your show? little backstory. And also, Sean does uh, draft therapy with Michigan craft beer so we can talk a little bit about that too all right well john tell them about the podcast and i'll be relegated to the beer i guess yes so our show is kind of a hodgepodge of uh different things that we find interesting the concept of the show is basically that we want to talk about just about consumption both of us prior to launching our show really worked heavily with beer and we still do but um it kind of made us or at least made me feel like i was kind of painted in a corner where everything I did had to kind of revolve around beer or drinking beer and stuff, which is great until you're like, I just want to have a water. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So um, we, we talk, I'd say we primarily talk about movies on our show and we kind of run the gamut of, we don't put anything off the table. We'll do just about anything, but there's a pretty heavy emphasis on horror movies. Um, There's a lot of bad horror movies and we tend to spend quite a bit of time dilly-dallying on wrestling for some reason too so yeah it's not bad <laughs> could be worse right could be i need to about get here all the time i need to get oh. into like the wrestling world because sam is like a huge wrestling fan and i know little and it's not because i don't like it, it's just i don't I, i've never like gotten around to watching it you yeah i had a conversation me? with him about that earlier where we were planning something for the near future so yeah. which i haven't talked to you about yet sean oh real so. nice bring it on me <laughs> there you go I mean, for, me, for me the wrestling thing like i don't watch wrestling modern wrestling mm-hmm. i just love the backstories like the behind the behind the scenes stuff i try yeah. to watch this year's wrestlemania and it's like now a two-night thing that's all weekend which was it might be three nights i don't even know but wow. it's just crazy and yeah. just all the stories all the debauchery all the crazy things i think it's I think wrestling has probably gotten more tame in the last mm-hmm. 20 years or so. But, you know, I, I just find all those stories really fascinating. They just always get brought up. Yeah, I'd, I'd love to hear it because, I, I mean, I remember like Hulk Hogan and uh, what is it? Macho Man, Randy Savage. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> and then uh, <laughs> what's who's the guy that does the champ? Oh, uh, there's a few of them. Heartbreak Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels, yeah, the whole Degeneration X thing from yeah, WWE, yeah. like the late 90s, I think, mid to late 90s. Yeah, yeah that's a like whole all group I know. of 40 year old men, a group of 40 year old men that convinced a bunch of teenagers to tell their parents to suck it every suck five it. minutes. That's good. <laughs> so, that was like the, uh, the most popular thing in school when I was in like middle school to high school was suck it. <laughs> I fucking loved it. I'd kind of aged out of wrestling at that point and found other things, but I I was I still find those backstories so in, it's, it's like John said it's the most fascinating backstories you're gonna find and when you find people that literally are willing to put their body on the line in so many different ways and just not care 
about yeah. the repercussions. Those guys got stories, and they're almost always fascinating to listen to. Well, I gotta, I gotta get jump on that train and get into the, the hipness of it. But Sean, why don't you tell us about beer? All right. Well, yeah. So I run a YouTube <laughs> channel. Um, beer? What's that? Uh, uh, it's called Draft <laughs> Therapy, and it's primarily Michigan beer based. I did a lot of like beer reviews. Um, I really just wanted to primarily get into videography, photography, yep. editing stuff. I'd done some light editing before, and um, beer is just really accessible. You know, everybody can go out to their store, Johnny six pack and go buy a Johnny six pack and oh, drink yeah. it and talk about it. So that's kind of how it started. Uh, I, it's kind of been on, on a bit of pause. Uh, I did beer reviews twice a week for, I don't know, about five years. So that can, um, start to cramp your lifestyle when you're like, I don't want to spend every Sunday night drinking beer and have, yeah. talking about it. Like I can drink beer on Sunday night. That's fine. But so, yeah, so then we started moving John. I got John on board uh, last year. I think it was last year at this point, or was it early this year? Early this year? It was around this time last year. Yeah, roughly. so uh, he had connections with a lot of people, and I'm not good at the email. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm good at the talking, but not good at the email, and I'm just, I can't, I'm not a, I'm not a dog. Like, I can't track people down. I just, whatever. You didn't yeah. respond to me. I sent you an email. I guess, you know, you're not interested. Yeah, um, okay. <laughs> Easily discouraged, I guess. So yeah, John helped me. We came on board and and reached out to a few places. So now the the direction of the channel has more turned to going out to places because that's initially what I wanted to do, but I didn't have any contacts. Yeah. And the pandemic obviously put a huge damper on that because you couldn't go anywhere. Right. Uh, so now it's yeah. Now we're trying to get out to more places. It's just hard to get people to return your email still. So I'm glad that that's not just a me thing. Um, it's across the board. To learn. Yeah. Yeah. It's tough. <laughs> totally. So I, I mean, I just like talking to people and getting, getting stories out there. Like I said, it kind of goes back to the wrestling thing, you know, like the behind the scenes stuff I always found way more interesting than the everyday, you know, stuff that you see everybody do. And it's interesting. There are so many people that are into beer or I think that the market's a bit on declining a little bit with all the, yeah. you know, uh, financial stuff, but it's just interesting. Yeah, totally. And it's like you said, like how they got there. You know what I mean? Like backstories are great. Yeah. I mean, that's primary. When we go out to places, the, the, the big questions are what's, where are you from? Like, what's your background? What are you guys doing now? And what, what do you want to do in the future? So it's anybody can answer those questions. It's not, you know, we're not, we're not digging through their garbage to get, you know, some kind of, um, I don't know, some kind of, salacious detail that we can like spring on them or something it's not that's not what it's about but yeah Yeah, it sounds fun to be able to go to like a brewery and try like new beers and talk to people you know what i mean like when we went to pennsylvania for the punk rock show we went so the descendants we went to a brewery to eat and the woman was like the nice like she sat and chatted with us because there was no one in there hardly anyone in there and the beer i got was really good and she just you know came over and just kind of like not sat with us while we ate, but just chit chatted. And it was, it was nice to have that connection. As long as it's not awkward. <laughs> so what do you, you know, think? There's a, there's a local <laughs> place here that when you go in the guy that, that brews everything, he works there constantly. Yeah. And when you go and order from him, he will like browbeat you about <laughs> what you think oh, of the beer. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And he's done some really kind of questionable practices that he's caught on video and he posts to social media and, 
they've like people have started their own Facebook group to like ridicule this guy. And <laughs> it's just ridiculous, you know. Like, where else are you going to find a character like that, you know? Right, and I think that because she was like a little bit on the older side, so she had like a grandma feel to her. Like, no offense to her, but I just felt that, and I felt okay with it. But if it would have been like someone that was like, hey, and super weird, I probably would have been like, shoot. But it was nice to have that, <laughs> like. And the beer was so good, and she got it right out of the and my verbiage with like the. I don't want to say the what is it the the keg the keg, like where it's actually brewed in. Oh, for kettle, kettle. Uh, for, yeah, yeah. kettle like fermenter cask. Yeah, she went keg right works. up to it okay. and got and got it from like where they like the big the yeah. big ones right behind us because like the tables were in the front and she got my beer right from there. It was super fresh and it was super tasty. I find the cool thing about most brewery type folks is there are a lot of like-minded people. There are a lot of like, mm. there are a lot of artists. There are a lot of like musicians. There are a lot of people who like stuff like what we talk about and they just kind of went a different route. They didn't want to do the office job or whatever. And they, they tend to, I think that's why, at least for me, why I've always had an easy time talking to brewery folk is because they're really not that different from most of the stuff. Like they're not just like straight alcohol. Some of them are, but they're not <laughs> straight alcoholics. They <laughs> tend to be very similar instead of like following the horror route or following the music route or whatever they, it's like becoming a chef, but you make beer. So exactly. And, and that's, Oh, I was just going to say the thing I think is super humorous is when we go, when we meet these people and John comes and they always ask, so what's the Stewie Pod Monster thing? They're like more interested in knowing about the podcast. And everybody thinks what I do as a podcast anyways, even though yep. I've not done, I never, I, well, I can't say never, but 99.9, I think like two videos out of 500 are like, uh, like, you know, interviews before that. Yep. And they always, oh, is this a podcast? And then they, they want to know about Dewey Pod Monster. Like, oh, what is this podcast you guys do? And is, are you coming here for the podcast? I mean, we could, but that wasn't really the aim, but okay, you know. <laughs> But that's also, though, because, you know, we've had a couple people that say they want us to come back and do a podcast and we're both always like, yeah, but I don't know. That's a whole different level of shit to drag around. And yeah, that's it. Breweries are a lot of things. Breweries are a lot of things, but not quiet. And Mm -hmm. we can't have you. like If you're going to sit down for an hour and a half, you can't be getting up to pour a beer for other people. You can go pour beers for us, but you can't be getting up and pouring (laughs) beers for randos like every you know, five minutes. So and you know, you're for get, us constantly. You yeah. know, you're going to get that one person too. That's going to have a couple drinks and be like, Hey, and want to come up and talk about like, yeah, it's, a, you know, I've, I've had, I did a live stream at a place at a brewery of a place that we, John and I know the owner up. really well. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I'm doing a live stream, you know, yep. like talking to the owner and we're talking about the beer and it was like for this event that he had upcoming or something. And he had a regular, that he had told ahead of time, like, oh, you should come and be my hype man. Like he needed a hype man. Right. And the guy's like in the background, he's like screaming, he's like putting his arms. It's like, we're trying to record this. And we did, I just put a mic on him. Like, oh yeah, why don't you just sit here and we'll just talk to you. Exactly. You're the hype man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but that's cool too, to do a live stream from there. See, like, that's awesome that you guys have that like availability to do that and have people like be interested in the podcast while you're doing your beer yeah. stuff. Yeah. It's cool. It's a, it's a nice kind of, double header i guess uh a one two yes Love making it. her own little media company over here yeah, without sure. the whole like profit thing right <laughs> you guys should get into making beer and like have yeah. like yeah. it takes too long you got a lot of I, shitty I, beer to drink then yeah i tried it and 
I have enough beer stashed around this house in random places as it is that's drinkable. Yeah. You'd be amazed how much undrinkable beer you make <laughs> that just sits around and then your wife comes up to you and says, get this shit the fuck off my counter. <laughs> um, it's it's not for me. I'm perfectly content drinking it. If I was going to try to go into making something like that, I'd be way more interested in trying to learn how to distill than yeah. to brew at this point. But I think don't think that's really reasonable either and that's not exactly legal to do at home so <laughs> see and i like say as if it's an easy task because i know it's not i know brewing beer is hard it's work actually and... not that well brewing it's it easy. at a professional level is hard work brewing yeah. it at home's not really that hard but yeah. brewing it at home and making it taste good is a whole different you got to go through a lot let's put it this way you got to burn a lot of steaks before you get the one that's cooked correctly so, you know, I'd rather just go to the place and be like, I'll have that New England. I'll have that. Bingo. Yes. Yeah. I go to the store. It's there. It's yes. going to be probably good most of the time. Hopefully. 80% See, of the time. It's good. I, I stick to like what I know I like. And my husband will go and he'll just try something. And he got some sort of Trogues beer. And there's a certain Trogues that I love, but he got a different kind. And I got my uh, Fiddlehead and he hated it. So can I have, can I have one of yours? I'm like, I have fucking four. No, you may not like drink either get what you want or drink the shitty beer. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty fairly adventurous when it comes to beer. Um, yeah. I don't think there's really a, a bad beer. I know John's not a big IPA guy. He's more of a lager guy. I'm kind of, I used to be an IPA guy than I wasn't. Now I like IPAs. A well, then I like them again. And now I'm kind of like, eh, I'll try something else. I mean, I, I don't dislike them, but there's just so many of them. It's nice to try something else for once. Yes. And well, like and I'm job. I'm not a, I'm not necessarily opposed to IPA. Like we went somewhere last couple of weeks, and all they had on was IPAs. So I I didn't bitch. I drank IPA and moved on with my day. But you, <laughs> you bitch. I might have. <laughs> but um, it's yeah. I mean, I'm I'm not opposed to trying. If there's something that's just really weird on the on the menu, you better believe that's the first. I again, the same guy that he was doing the live stream with, he did. This is right after COVID broke and they did some like tap takeover at a random place and he made this Sour Patch Kid beer and it looked like, well, this might be kind of what it was. It looked like fermented nuclear Mountain Dew and all of us got a glass of it and it was okay. kind of a mix of like, okay, yeah, but <laughs> it needed some work. It could have used, okay. <laughs> it was like different levels of okay, <laughs> but the point is, as soon as we saw this weird neon green concoction, all of us were like, "That I want that, whatever yeah, that is." On shit. Right. <laughs> it's like an ecto cooler for adults. Um, I think so. I've seen those beers too, and those gen t tend to taste a little bit better than what this was. But this is also when he was pretty early in his. I think he'd only been open like six months at this point, and he opened in the middle of COVID. If if he hears this, and he might because he listens to our show, yeah. um, he's gonna be like, "Stop talking about me and not name dropping." So, <laughs> if you're in the Michigan area, go to Loaded Ice Brewing. Jeff's a great guy, and we we appreciate his support. But um, it was very much like there's something about new breweries that you go, and it almost takes about a solid year before they really kind of find their stride, mm -hmm. and if you really want to like, that's not necessarily a bad thing, but it is something that is noticeable. So. Right. Well, kudos to them for trying and opening up a business during, you know, obviously they didn't know what's going to happen, but COVID because COVID was, but 
All right. So with that being said, tonight we are going to talk about, I really wanted to like dive deep with Sean and John about um, movies that actually scared them. Movies that actually had like an effect on you. And I'm not talking like particularly jump scares, but ones that kind of sat with you over time. Um, so John, would you like to go first with your number? Oh, actually we, let's do our honorable mentions. I forgot all about that. All right. So am I, am I starting? Yeah. Throw it out. Oh, okay. Well, I have two that I'm going to list as honorable mentions and partially because one of them I know is going to be Jordana on your list, but we'll mm -hmm. save that for last <laughs> unless you beat me to it. Um, I'd say Willy Wonka is definitely an honorable mention of a movie that I think it creeps me out more now as an adult than it did mm -hmm. as a kid. I think when I saw it as a kid, I just saw a bunch of kids in candy and, you know, all, Gene Wilder being awesome and all that. And, and that's great. Watching it as an adult, I'm like, fucking Willy Wonka is a borderline slasher. Like he <laughs> literally kills like everyone in this movie. And Charlie is the final girl with his weird teeth. And <laughs> those fucking cat teeth. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, there's so many like creepy, like borderline, like stalker manipulative things that Willy Wonka does in that movie. That is kind of really unsettling to see in a, what's essentially a kid's movie. Yeah. And it's, it's much weirder to me now as an adult than it was as a child. As a child, it, it just seemed like a world of imagination or whatever he says. Right. And it, like a great um, time. Like who doesn't want to get a golden ticket and, and like go to a chocolate factory and eat all this candy? It has restorative health benefits, apparently. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's a great premise and everything. And I know the book is like way darker than the movie and and obviously they remade it and they just burdened it up and that that was a whole Ugh. different can of wax yeah um but that original one i mean and there's something about gene wilder too like gene wilder was such a great actor when he was around like he he could make the worst movie great like it didn't matter and i'm not saying that Willy Wonka's is bad i'm saying he was that good of a character actor that he could carry any movie without a problem but that movie yeah, looking back on it, I'm like, yeah, it's kind of a creepy movie. I don't know why I watched that as a kid. So I loved it as a kid and I always like wondered what happened to them. Like in my yeah. mind, I didn't I didn't mm -hmm. think like that they died. You know what I mean? Like I didn't look at it in that light, but now it's like he literally like Augustus Glue. Like that motherfucker yeah. went up the the pipe and <laughs> wherever he went. <laughs> like I like Well, what they happened? said the one chick, uh Baruka, I think it is. She yeah. was dropped into the incinerator you don't live from that unless you're freddy krueger and then you have a whole different can of problems okay but that bitch deserved it because she was annoying as hell well, yeah she did but point being but, is yes he dropped a child into an incinerator that is a straight up <laughs> slasher move so you know what too i don't now see anything wrong with that i exactly. i agree with you but <laughs> <laughs> they get what they deserve no i'm just kidding but that would like a backstory would have been cool like what happened like to see what happened to them and have that be like a blood and honey, like a Winnie the Pooh take, having no. like a darker side of Winnie. I mean, but good. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I think I think really Wonka would actually work in that sense compared to fucking Piglet and Pooh. It would work more than Piglet and Pooh. I mean, yeah. I don't know if you've watched that movie or not, but that's barely a movie. So I started it, and you know how like I love 
bad horror movies, like in a, in a oh, good way. We base half our show on it. So, right. You guys you totally get it, but we shut it off. I was like, this is complete trash. So. Yeah. I said it when we talked about it, like that production house or whatever, they have like a whole catalog of movies that are all based on like public domain properties that they just make terrible slasher movies off of. And they're all about the same as this uh, Winnie the Pooh one. I'm actually kind of interested to see what the second one does because they have a budget for it, which has never been a thing for them before. Yeah, I'm not saying I have any level of expectation for it, but I'd be interested to see if they can make a functional film out of, I think they got a $5 million budget or something like that. Are you serious? Yeah. Jesus. I know. I would not give those people five million dollars, but no, that's like. Give, so. <laughs> but who knows? It might end up with like uh, actually like decent. And I hate saying it, but you never know. Like it might turn out to be yeah. a little bit better. Yeah. I mean, Expect the unexpected. <laughs> I'm trying <Right>. to stay positive. <laughs> uh, Do you Sean, want me to get you my have? other? Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead. You said oh, you had two. My, yeah, my other honorable mention is not a horror movie. It's um, Clockwork Orange, which is a bizarre science fiction, like, mindfuck of a movie. Mm-hmm. Um, the book is even more terrifying also and one of the hardest books to read on the planet. But um, really, the second half of that movie, Stanley Kubrick goes into a whole different, like, world of terror that yeah. I didn't even know existed before that movie. And I, I fell in love with that movie when I was younger because of it. Mm-hmm. But it's a freaking creepy movie and a creepy, like, exploration into just the human brain basically yeah that's a really good pick i didn't even think of clockwork orange and that's really solid movie in my opinion highbrow john's going highbrow over here i know stanley cooper for you (laughs) you go (laughs) what do you got sean uh for me my honorable mentions are more movies that it's kind of an offshoot of you know what we're going to talk about but it's kind of movies that freaked me out or scared me in my form formative years like as a kid Mm -hmm. yeah um i didn't like really grow up with horror movies or anything my parents weren't into it my sister's 10 years older than me she wasn't into it when we got the vhs player like in the 80s that was like all bets are off you know go we're gonna go to the video store when video stores before blockbuster all that shit so it's like you know my and john and i share this like my formative years a lot of it was based off looking at vhs covers you know and things that freak you out Mm -hmm. and a couple of the ones that i can really remember that one my my aunt and uncle i have a cousin who's like i think she's four years younger than me and i was maybe seven so she was three you know maybe two or three and we go over to their house (laughs) i like where this is going already (laughs) i do too (laughs) we're going to their house and we go in the house right and Mm -hmm. my cousin's awake it's like i don't know probably nine i had like an early bedtime so nine o'clock is like might as well be four in the morning for me you know at that age (laughs) and we get over there and and they're watching on tv they're watching creep show and not any you know creep show as i've watched it as i get older it's kind of it still has that kind of freaky vibe to it because just Mm -hmm. the way it's filmed the practical effects and everything but the thing george romero and tom savini it's got to be a little yeah (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) the one that sticks out in my mind and i didn't see all of it i just saw the story um with is it leslie nielsen ted danson i don't remember who the woman is uh they get um, buried up to their necks 
and they yes. and they come get to the scene like the woman's cheating on Leslie Nielsen, and so he buries them up to he drugs them or whatever and put buries them up to their necks, and the tide comes in, and that drowns them, and they come back and they come get them, and I remember just sitting there like, you know, one of those things where you can't look away, you're just yeah. transfixed on it. It's just so terrifying, and yeah. <laughs> dancing, and the woman come in and they're you know doing the zombie thing, and. Leslie Nielsen shoots him in the head and that like seaweed, like that seawater runs out of their head. That's like, that is burned in my brain as one of the first, um, like really shit your pants, like yeah. <laughs> freaky scenes in a movie. So that's one of them. Yeah. Um, and there are so many that I can't even like, you know, pull it out of the stew in my brain of all these like things that freak me out. But yeah. the other one, the other big one, um my sister was in college i went and visited her for like a siblings weekend or something but she lived in a house like with other people at the time and uh, you know not thinking of it at the time but they were probably really stoned her roommates these other people <laughs> in the house and i go upstairs to do something like oh you want to come watch a movie with us and i'm like oh yeah maybe and i go upstairs and they're i don't like you know it's well established clowns are not my thing mm-hmm. the other thing that i do not like um our dolls and especially those dolls that when you lay them down the eyes close and you lift them up and the eyes open that like freaked me out forever and mm-hmm. they were watching dolls um <laughs> they happened to be watching dolls oh and uh yeah i remember that's like one of and i think i only watch a few scenes but that's like one of those things where you're kind of like you know you're looking through yeah. your fingers and stuff you're like you don't want to look but you yeah. feel like you have to look those are two movies that really that really freaked me out. I, I remember another one just real quick was phantasm. Um, for oh. some reason, I don't know. It just, you know, just the, the whole, the tall man or whatever, and all the, the orbs and all that stuff, the, the setting of all that was really, yep. again, formative time, you know, in my development and seeing movies or seeing scenes or movies like that. I remember one of the local channels would always show these syndicated, not syndicated, but they'd be like those, those movies where they were clips of mm-hmm. horror movies, you know, it'd be a compilation, but it'd just be these like real scary scenes and stuff like that would would really freak me out. I remember there was a movie where the lady fills up a bathtub and she turns around or something. She comes into a room and the bathtub's full, and it's yeah. full of uh, full of blood. And the, they're like looking at it, and this hand reaches out of it. I have no idea what movie that is, but yeah. that like freaked me out too. That was. Like, <laughs> that I'm was trying like, to think of what one that would tattooed. be, but <laughs> it's, it's probably seventies. A 60s, yeah. 70s, maybe early 80s movie. That one scene from Phantasm, though, with the with the ball and like going into like the guy's head, that scared the shit out of me too when I was younger. Like, no thanks. Yeah, I'll pass on that. Yeah, I mean, I could go on and on, but <laughs> yeah, it's like the I like the very polite. No thanks. <laughs> no thanks. I'm good. <laughs> but I used to do the same thing too. Like, go to the movie store, and that's how I picked like horror movies. I remember, I think it was Freddy. What, what's the one with the kid, the dream child? Yeah, there's a couple. I think so. For, that's and like the, five. With the baby the carriage, one, though, with right? the, the carriage. Yes, with the carriage. Five. That one. I don't know why that one scared me. And like the the cover was so like just gross and like I don't know. Like Freddie always scared the shit out of me. So I'd go to like his part and I'd be like, nope. And I'd go over to like Jason or. I, I remember Jaws always freaked me out. What one did? Three. Yeah, three. Especially when the kid is uh, Dream Warriors and the kid's like on the bell tower or whatever. And yep. he's like puppeteering him, yeah, with the veins, and that it's mm-hmm. like, oh my god, I'm good. Yeah, Freddy scared the <laughs> shit. I think that's why I don't like Freddy 
so like not that I don't like him, but I, I don't think I go to his movies that much because I was scared of him when I was little. And then when I yeah. got older, I just found out he was funny and not really all that scary. So the whole video source uh, topic has been a reoccurring thing, like really since we started. Like I think there's been at least. 10 episodes at this point where we're like, well, I found this in a video store and that's kind of how we <laughs> led into it. I mean, off the top of my head, sweep away the camp, the stuff, uh, yep. chopping mall, um, mm-hmm. probably a handful of others are all like, well, I was young and stupid and found this in the video store and this is what came home. So <laughs> here we are 40 years later or 30 years later talking about it. So <laughs> that's how I found Sleepaway camp. And I was, I was, I was at my grand, I lived with my grandparents and I was in my room and we went to the video store and picked up movies and I picked, I had no idea the ending and we're sitting like my friend and I are eating pepperoncinis and the ending happened and the head rolled out. <laughs> and then she's standing there with a dick. And I was like, <laughs> like her eyes, fuck it. Cause I, eyes scare me like big white eyes. So when she was doing that, <laughs> making that noise and her penis was just hanging out, I was like, what the fuck is this? Like that was burned in my brain, sadly. <laughs> but yeah. Well, those are great choices. <laughs> <laughs> um, so for me, I'll ha- I have two movies and then I have a scene. And I wanted, so the scene, uh, I was going to save for last, but it's from Clown 2014 by Eli Roth. And have you guys seen that one? Is that the guy turns into a clown? Right? Yes. Oh, we're thinking of two different Which movies. one? It's the one, uh, I didn't hear you, Sean, but I heard John. <laughs> he turns into so the, the clown. So the <laughs> No, oh, it's it's, or maybe Sean said it, and I, someone said it. But uh, the the clown doesn't show up to the kids' party, and he finds the chest with the clown wig, and he puts it on, and it's he can't take it off, and he starts turning into the clown. Um, yeah, but that one I felt like was so dark and brutal because he literally slaughters kids, and you see like every time he kills them, and there's one particular scene where they're in like the ball pit discovery zone type place. And the two kids are up there and he's looking for the other kid and then he comes and takes him. And then you see him fucking, you hear him attack the kid and then he throws the kid and you see this like body fly across the screen bloody and then all the blood comes down the slide. Like that, I don't know why, it was 2014 so I was of age but that scared the shit out of me. Sounds like Eli Roth to me. Found a turd in the ball pit and you know, it's all over. (laughs) And then, like everything, like it just the the madness that ensued afterwards was just great. And it turns and it turns kind of like wacky at the end with the possession, but that scene stuck in my brain. It was super scary. Um, another one was Insidious. I love Insidious. Insidious really like the beginning part of it uh, with the the monitor, the way that the the dudes would appear behind the curtain. I love I love Insidious. I didn't see that one. Yeah, I really, that was one that I had heard so much about. And I ended up, you know, it's one of those things, I don't know, I, I'm not much, I try not to fall into hype or anything, but that was, mm-hmm. Insidious was one that a lot of people were like, this is a really good, like, scary movie. And ended up watching that one and really liked it. Like, I haven't, I don't know if I've seen any of the sequels. I may have seen the second one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that first one's really good. And they don't, the sec- it's not, they don't reveal, like, what it actually is until, like, really late in the movie. And I like that there's Isn't like kind of Darth a t- Maul? <laughs> yeah, it yes. kind of looks like Darth lightsaber. Maul. Yes, yeah, but like that that saber or the the jump scare, the one at the table, 
was really effective. Like we went and saw it in a, in a, a, another city, like a bigger city. And it was packed when we went to go see it. And it was the whole audience was making noises. And I was jumping. I was doing this at age like 28. I'm like, no, but it's one of my favorite James Wan movies. Like I thought that it was really done. Well, the ending kind of went off the rails a little bit, but it still had a good premise. So I need to pick up my hype James Wan hype man moniker back up, John. Yeah, we haven't done that in a while, like a year now. So I personally love James Wan, but like I hated Malignant. And I, I know that's blasphemous to say because a lot of people are like, how can you like James Wan and not like Malignant? But I just thought that was kind of like not scary. I don't even remember how you got the title of James Wan hype man. Did we watch I James Wan movie? No, I think we ended up talking about it. Some oh. something. Doesn't he did I mean, he's done a lot of different stuff, not just horror, right? Didn't he do? Did he do a Fast and Furious, or am I thinking of somebody else? I thought he did a Marvel movie or something. Um, I think he might have done Marvel. I don't know if he did Fast and Furious, and if he did, then his street cred might go down a little bit in my book. But anyway, now I gotta look it up. Yes, please do. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then my the last one I have is the fourth kind. I don't know that uh, one either. Oh, it's like a it's a what's the girl from? Um, not the sixth sense, Mila, Mila Jonovich. 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 Yes. The Russian. Yes. Jovovich. Yo, yo, yes. That that girl. Um, Resident this, Evil. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But, oh, the fifth element. I was going to say the sixth sense. The fifth, element. the fifth element. Yes. With Bruce. The Rose, numbers right? and the yes and the word. Yeah. So I was close with the sixth sense because using that chicken good. <laughs> Close Encounters of the Third Kind. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but it's an alien too. movie. And it's so, like, the beginning, they say it's based on actual events. And if you, I won't I won't spoil it, but it is one of the scariest alien movies. It has, like, real footage, um, just the events that happen. It's fucking scary because aliens scare me. So that <laughs> one kind of <laughs> sat with me for a while. How did you feel about the movie Paul? <laughs> terrifying but not Simon in a scary Pegg. way Nick Frost I like yeah Nick Frost and Simon Pegg and um, Seth Rogen is a little alien I think I would have to revisit that because I think I watched that like a long time ago because I don't really remember too much of it it's pretty good it's weird seeing Nick Frost and Simon Pegg without Edgar Wright being involved in it um, right. but for what it is like you don't I, I'm a big believer that there's not enough like stupid slapstick. Like this is a one comedy, mo- like one-off comedy movie, and then we're we're done, and that's it. It's not a franchise. It's just this mm-hmm. dumb thing, and that's one of the last ones I can really remember coming out. That one actually went to theaters, and two was good. Right. James Wan did Furious Seven. Did he really? Yeah. How many of those movies are there now? Uh, there's like ten. Jeez. Yeah, X was just just came out. They're gonna catch up to Michael and Jason before you know it. I know. <laughs> what if they did like a Jason Fast and Furious crossover? And he just I kills them it. all. Yeah, that'd be That's good. Fine. That'd yeah. be awesome. <laughs> I'd be totally into that. I, I think I've watched talking one. about family and he just cuts them up. So <laughs> it's all about the blade. All right. So now we did our honorable mentions. Let's do our number threes. And we will start with Jean. Okay. Um, my number three is still not a horror movie. Um, it's the movie Straw Dogs, the 70s one. I don't want to say 78, but don't 
quote me on that. Uh, it's got Dustin Hoffman and female lead, whose name I can't remember. It's a very extremely uncomfortable movie. And this is the kind of movie that creeps me out because it's very plausible. Like, it's mm-hmm. the things that happen in this movie are... Uh, I don't know if either... I don't even remember, Sean, because we talked about this. If you had said you'd seen it, but or Jordan, for that matter, if you had, but it is... A borderline snuff film, but it has like Oscar nominated people in it, so it's like praise for being edgy or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um it's got a very intense, gross rape scene that just makes you feel like what you need a shower. And yeah. I don't know. I, I don't even like talking about it because I hate it that much. It just made me give me all the wrong gooey feels and not mm-hmm. a good way. And it's um <laughs> Then they remade it for some reason. I never watched that, but I was like, how, why is this the movie? Like, there's something about 70s movies like, you know, Taxi Driver and Texas Chainsaw and et cetera, et cetera. Like, all these movies that have this, like, real grimy, like, you know, dirty feel to them that kind of yeah. encapsulate that era. Yep. And then they go and remake them, and it just it doesn't carry over at all. So, Like, The Last House on the Left, that's a good example because that one was really, yeah. like, nasty and then this i never saw the remake made. i watched it and i it saw wasn't... the original but yeah mm. i was gonna write it down to movies to watch but then you said gnarly rape scene and i'm like eh, maybe i don't <laughs> yeah it's i mean it, the the basic premise of the movie is that dustin hoffman and his i don't remember if she's his girlfriend or his wife or whatever but they're a couple and they go and get this house out in the country. There's a construction crew that's close by and they start kind of harassing them. That turns into them kind of stalking them. And just one thing leads to another. They break in Like he goes to, you know, get cigarettes or something and they, they rape her. It's gross. It's intense. And then after that, eventually he goes on like a killing spree and like shoots them all or something like that. If I'm, re- I, I haven't watched it in a long time, so I'm probably missing yeah. some, major details but that's the basic premise of the movie from what i remember yeah i think i don't like it (laughs) i i mean i don't blame you i mean i don't mind a good like revenge movie you know what i mean like revenge is fine but you have to earn it like not just make me feel like shit like make me okay so I, i i'm of the opinion that rape scenes just don't need to be in movies period like agreed like i can't think of too many like spots where i'm like that was really well done and like earned rape scene (laughs) like that that's not really a sentence that i'm comfortable saying right um but i mean if you're gonna put something like that in there i feel like you need to do better at earning the revenge part because it just feels out of place for this character and this is like 1970s dustin hoffman which not dustin hoffman um the other one um uh, um, Robert De Niro. I am Sam. No, no, he was Dustin Hoffman. That, yeah, I think Dustin I Hoffman is the straw dog. It's Dustin Hoffman. Yeah. yeah, I'm confusing him and Dennis Hopper again. Very different <laughs> actors. Um, <laughs> I mean, why not? Yeah, yeah. Bowser, I don't know. Rain Man. You know. <laughs> oh, I forgot he's about Bowser. One true. He's the one true Bowser. <laughs> He likes he likes okay. to be dirty and clean at the same time. And he doesn't sing about peaches. It's true. It's true. Yeah. Um but yeah, Dustin Hoffman doesn't really strike me as like re- gun tone revenge movie guy. So I don't know. It's just a weird vibe altogether and, and I don't 
like it. So, yeah. <laughs> well, all right. <laughs> Fair enough. Yes. Sean, what about you? What's your number three? My, you know, these are all going to be pretty tame for me, considering yes. all the crazy shit I just talked about. You know, the all other honorable mentions are probably a little bit more out there. But, like, for me, my number three, um, and it's a movie that John and I actually talked about, uh, is Slither. And it kind of mm-hmm. goes with the whole kind of alien thing. It goes with a little bit of the society zombie kind of, I don't know, whatever thing. But for me, the, the part that is so scary is the idea of that whole hive mind where mm-hmm. if one entity, it's like a shared organism. So if, yeah. if one of them knows about it, they all know about it. And that's, that's a hor- that's like a, a horrifying concept and a super amazing, cool concept at the same time. It's kind of borrows from that um, Night of the Creeps kind of feel. I don't feel like they were as like hive mind as mm-hmm. Slither was, yeah. but just, you know, not being in earshot or, or sight of any one of these things could cause that to be like on your, on your trail mm-hmm. is just like horrifying i mean not realistic at all but just like yeah it makes me think of if there was an alien invasion it would be probably something along those lines you know where it's like they're so much more advanced you know than we will ever be and they're so and i I guess maybe it is social commentary on the maybe i'm just making this up talking out of my ass (laughs) but you know it's like the divisions between everybody and we can't ever get on the same page and all this shit you know like we can't work together but these alien creatures come to our planet and they can they are going to take over the planet if not stopped and and they have the ability to all work as one unit yeah it's just a terrifying idea for me and you know it's you valid point that's an awesome pick and you say like not believe but like who knows like we we could have a fucking alien invasion you know what they i mean like, already, I, they could already be here seriously Seriously, I think I mean, we will. I think it's just a matter of when. Exactly, and I, I hate to like sound like that type of like tin foil hat person, but like, there's no way that we're the only people in this whole fucking existence. Like, there's there's definitely aliens, and when they're gonna come is the question. Like you said, John. I didn't know this was an episode of uh, Art Bell Coast to Coast. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's like super freaky to me. Like, I think yeah. about that. I don't think about it like every day or anything, but. Yeah, it's a it's a common thought of of um, you text like twice a week about it. So <laughs> twice a week, more like twice a day. Yeah, no, not something I'm constantly thinking about. But John, have you? Uh, you know, He's like sending John a message now. House? Yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm waiting for it. House. Honestly, like I'm waiting for. I keep seeing stuff on the news. I'm like, when is it coming? When is it coming? It's got to happen. Yeah, I don't believe in all the UFOs and stuff that we've supposedly found but I, I think that there's you know you see like the um those clips of somebody in brazil saw some little dwarf person like walking around all of a sudden they stood up and they're like 10 feet tall or you yeah. there was one just recently of like um, Winnie the Pooh. there you go he got really yeah. angry and he grew twice as tall there was one thing that was just some footage of uh something walking through a field and it was just glowing like it was a purse, like a silhouette or a, a figure of a humanoid. Like Mr. Burns? Just like... <laughs> Maybe it was yeah. like pure yellow light. It would be like Dr. Manhattan or something from Watchmen, but oh, shit. gold instead of blue. Yeah. And it's like, 
I, I dabble in like AI and uh, special effects and all this shit. And it's like, how, how could you do that? Oh, you could do that. Like you could fake that. Like that's yeah. not something that's out of the realm of possibility, but that's always, that's kind of a theme for shit that scares me in my life or like the time life books commercials, for example, like a man gets on a plane and has a feeling like he shouldn't get on it and, the, and he doesn't get on the plane crashes. You know, it's yeah. like, how did he yeah. know? Final Just destination shit. shit. Like that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh, you spoiled my number two. <laughs> oh shit. Side but, note on Slytherin. It will always be James Gunn's best film. Slytherin gets me in such a way because it's just so gross. Yeah. And I like I love it, but at the same time it's like ugh. And it, I have to agree with you though that it is. It's down. But speaking of aliens though, and this is kind of off off subject, but have you guys ever watched uh Secrets of the Skinwalker Ranch. I've um, listened to several different podcasts about Skinwalkers, but I haven't uh, seen that particular movie. It's on History, and it's like a it's a TV show, and we're like super oh. like wrapped up in it, and it's season three right now. But stuff like that, you guys might be into. It's so interesting, and there's shit that is just like not explainable, and they're scientists, and it's just so creepy, and I. I love it, but I hate it at the same time because it's just confirming like this shit is is real and it exists. Is it like a dramatization or is it like found footage or footage from things that they found? Like, I don't know how they could get three seasons of, well, so of talking about this. <laughs> they they go to the ranch, like they stay there. And because okay. like this, this really rich guy owns it and he brings in this team of scientists. George and- Lucas. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Don't spoil oh, it. Wait, not Skywalker Ranch. Sorry. sorry. <laughs> That's the reveal in season four. But it's it's so <laughs> goddamn good. Like they do they have these other people come in and they do like their research and people are like, I don't know how this could fucking happen. And then there's like uh like uh Indian people and they tell stories and they 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 hate talking about it because you know they're not supposed to, but you get their stories and it just gives you fucking goosebumps because like, I don't think that they would lie. I don't know. It's just, it's such a good show, but it's scary as fuck. Jordana, have you listened to the Boogie Monster podcast, just out of curiosity? The Boogie Monster? Yeah, it's actually one of the things that kind of heavily influenced our show, but basically it's mm-hmm. two comedians that talk. It started with them talking about cryptids and weird, like, conspiracy theories and stuff like that. Yeah. And over the years, it's kind of, well, they just recently hung it up, but it's it oh. turned to them talking about like barbecue and and other random shit but they do like a couple different episodes on um they've done a couple on skinwalkers but they're always great because you have the one guy who's the real like believer in everything yeah the other guy who's just like that's fucking dumb i could take some acid and see that right now so (laughs) disclaimer john and i do not claim to be comedians (laughs) no we're not no i think you guys are pretty funny but I, I have to check them out because I'm look. I'm wearing a cryptid shirt right now. Yeah, they're um, yeah. I mean, they've got hundreds of episodes that you can go back through and stuff. But they're ones where they get into just you go through and pick whatever conspiracy. Like they put the whatever they're talking about, they put it in the title, and you kind of have to go through some of their uh, intro, which is usually yeah. pretty funny anyway. But when they get to it, the way they break it down and tear it apart, like if you like seeing those cryptids or those weird stories like that. Mm -hmm. It's a really fun comedic way to get the same kind of facts, but from a whole different point of view with it. So 
That sounds well, facts, right up my alley. Quote unquote facts. So. <laughs> Subject to, you know, your opinion, but right. well, I'll, it's Boogie Monster. Yeah, the Boogie Monster. It's with Kyle Kinane and Dave Stone. Okay, I will write that suggestion down. I'm not writing the the one you said. Boogie Monster. Straw Dogs. Yeah, not Straw Dogs. That's <laughs> no, <bad>. no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so for my three, I, I put down one, but I'm going to go with my gut because Greg's like, ah, oh, you know, that one's kind of like super serious and it's not, but it, it really it fucking creeped me out. It made me feel a certain way, but it was done so well. Like some of the best acting, some of the best visuals. And then like the premise of the story is terrifying because it can happen, but it's possum. And I didn't write it down. I don't know what year it is. It's fairly new, uh, but it's about this puppeteer that um, had to come home because it didn't work out. And he has this, this puppet and it's a fucking like, it looks like a human head, but it's kind of like a Robin's egg color. And it has eight legs, like a spider. Yeah, I've been wanting to see this. I know this came out real recently. I, the um, so bad. Oh, it's have you seen this, Sean? No, no dolls, no no ventriloquist dummies. It, no, and thank you. Some of the most like okay, you know how we have like I your room in my heart for one ventriloquist dummy. This Billy? thing, like I I love yeah. this poster because the poster looks like a Faith No More album cover. Yeah, it's. I think I don't even know like how I stumbled upon this movie, but it, it's like some of the shots of the because he's trying to get rid of it. Like he's trying to get rid of it. There's a story that's going on. You don't know if, if he's connected to it. Like there's so much going on, but it's still very bleak. It's very sad, but it's done like the so the puppet keeps coming back and these shots with it. And there's this one scene where he goes back to his old school and the puppet is like, it's like a long shot of a hallway, but it's like a, a decrepit looking school. And the, and the dot, the things at the end, just staring out. And I literally was like, Ugh. <laughs> so I can see it right now. And it's freaking me out. It's so good. It's so effective. And then when you find out what's going on, like I wanted to take three, three showers afterwards. It was just such a, Ugh, it, it sticks with you. It's, I don't know. I fucking loved it, but it's like a one and done type deal. So I highly recommend it. Maybe not to you, Sean, because you're not. Yeah, there's about... only, there's only room in my heart for black devil doll from hell. That's the only ventriloquist <laughs> yeah. that can, that can <laughs> occupy this hard space in my heart. Yes. Well then don't watch it, but John, I think he, I think you would love it. It's, it's a really good movie. It's gotta be better than black devil doll from hell. So. <laughs> Blasphemy. <laughs> You know who's my my favorite ventriloquist is Billy from Dead Silence, which is James Wan. I love that. I don't have, well, no. My favorite ventriloquist is Gabbo from the Krusty the Clown show. Damn. He's the best. Well, technically it was the Gabbo show because he canceled Krusty the Clown for like an hour. But then he started calling all the kids of Springfield SOBs. <laughs> Well, no movie, you know, it's just to diverge or divert from detour just for a second. Mm -hmm. There's a, a movie that I kind of proposed to John. It's called Magic. And it's a it's a movie with Anthony Hopkins about mm -hmm. a ventriloquist. I mean, what that seems like that's popped up like out of nowhere. I've seen people talking about, about this movie from like 1978. And it's on Shutter now. Me to watch this? Yeah. Is that where or it is? Tell me to watch this. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't know if I said watch it. 
It's I on just, some yeah, of the, I, some of the I don't like this. Super this is, scary. This is a creepy. This is like Mr. Marbles from Seinfeld. Super creepy, and like to see him so young is odd enough as it is. But like some of the, because I'm like, it kind of looks almost not comedic, but not taken too seriously. But then mm -hmm. when I was scrolling through and I saw some of the images, I was like, holy shit, this looks pretty intense. And I've been, I, I do want to watch it. This thing's Talk playing the trailer. They're playing the trailer in IMDb right now, and it, I swear this doll just made an O face, and I don't like it. <laughs> Oh, 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 yeah. Well, I, I, I think I'm going to watch that sooner than later because I love doll movies. I, they scare me and they're super creepy, but they're effective. They work in movies like I don't want to say Annabelle. Annabelle was scary a couple times, but her movies aren't that scary. She's not really. Dolls are dumb. Yeah. Like Megan, like she was doll. stupid. You know what? That's kind of the high watermark for me. I like that Wan. one more than. Was that James Wan? Was that how we got on him? So, yeah, that was kind of Maybe. the high watermark. It took an idea that made sense and kind of improved on it. It did better than Chucky did. So I like the premise of it. What I hated was her singing. When she sang "Bulletproof," I was like, "Oh God!" Like, I get what I it was still trying don't, to do. I still don't understand why she ran like a dog. I don't get that, and I don't get the weird dance before she kills the dude. Which well, all I, the kills... I get that because it's a TikTok thing, and you got to sell the movie. So, oh, it was a TikTok thing? I'm on TikTok, oh, yeah. and I had no idea that was a thing. Yeah, I was you got to promote that's... your podcast via TikTok with the dance when you're talking about when you're talking about <laughs> Megan. That um, when we did our <laughs> Mithrigan episode, I I put that in the actual TikTok, and it's our most watched video by like literally forty thousand. Really. So, yeah, I want. I'm gonna learn how to do it though, and just do fart noises the whole time. Just perfect. Because <laughs> it's so weird. Like I know. I mean, now I know what it was, but I just I didn't get that. <laughs> it was weird. All it's, right. I mean, anyway. Yeah. Digressing. <laughs> um, let's go with our number two. All right. So I'm actually going to get into a horror movie this time, and this really goes more off what I saw when I was a kid. I probably saw this movie when I was like, I don't know, somewhere between 8 and 10, so too too young for this type of movie. But um, the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre freaked me out as a child. Um, it's, you know, totally that less is more. It's a for the most part, a pretty like believable, like, oh, this could happen. I was stupid enough to believe, like, oh, this actually happened, like, you know, pre uh, prelude at the beginning of it, which I guess it kind of did because they're basing it off of Ed Gain, who, mm -hmm. I mean, it's the most like loosely based off of Ed Gain, like, story you could probably do, but known good guy, Ed Gain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, he was a good guy. <laughs> I mean, he was town handyman, so. Mm -hmm. um, but, I mean, just from the, like, you know, the the whole crazy dude who looks very smelly that they let in the van and all that, like, <laughs> that didn't really freak me out. I was just like, who's this asshole? Like, even as a kid, I remember thinking, like, who, probably not asshole. I was like, who's this jerk? Get him out of here. <laughs> you know, they do. But the second you see Leatherface, like, sling that door open and just, yes. like, grab that chick and I was like oh that's kind of terrifying and then he you know bonks the one dude with a hammer and he's just done and twitching flailing I, around yes yeah and 
I don't feel like the especially watching now. I don't feel like the movie ever really hits that level of intensity again. Even when you see things start happening finally in the movie, but that first like that's probably what the first 10, 15 minutes of the movie that sets such a weird tension for that film yeah. that as a kid I was terrified through that whole movie. And it probably took me till I was a teenager to get to the point where like I'm going to try this again. Yeah, and then you know you get into you know, the chop top and the, you know, Matthew McConaughey versions and stuff. And it's, it's like all of a sudden like, Oh, this isn't scary at all now, but yeah, complete, complete joke from what it was. Cause remember like the opening credits with the, the corpse. Yeah. And how it, like that scared me. Like when I first watched it, I was mm-hmm. like, I don't know if I want to watch this, like just that scene. It gets you a very, again, it's that grimy, dirty, it's the 70s. It's My number one's also from the 70s, too. But it's that grimy, like, you know, it feels realistic and it feels obviously possible. Like, it's we're not talking about, like, you know, I don't know, mutant worms that (laughs) do weird things in the sewer or something. I don't know. It's not that kind of horror movie. It's like, oh, this is, again, looking back, I'm like, this is set, this is a fictional story, but this is a very plausible story. Like, I totally believe that there not only could be, but there is a house somewhere in Texas where this type of thing is currently happening right now because there's so much room down there that why why not? So, there could be a house like that 30 miles from you. Exactly. Yeah, Every state. So, yes. Yeah. It would be my house. Yeah. No, I didn't. I didn't see that movie till I was in college. Like it was one of those movies that, you know, you hear so much about two came out and two sounded like it was insane, which it is, mm-hmm. but yeah. um, I actually like two more than one, but that's a whole different now I, conversation. Yeah, now now yeah. I do. Um, and two was played as this being like com- almost comedic, like in media, you know, the posters where they're all like laying around like breakfast club and shit. Yeah. But seeing that, that scene, the one that you're talking about with like the door sliding open, getting the guy getting clonked on the head and all that stuff was one of being an adult. Like you're in college, you're, you're not, you're not fully like formed, but yeah. you're, you're pretty close to being an adult at that point. I guess you could die for your country. Mm-hmm. Um, that was like, that was a shocking fucking moment. Like seeing that, like, Oh my God. really, And you know, seeing all this other stuff that I had seen up until that point and, yeah, that that's just that's a super shocking um little just little scene. And like you said, it's the first fifteen minutes of the movie and it, yeah. it doesn't live up to it really after that. The grandpa grandpa never gets to kill nobody really like sticks out in my mind as like a, a human. Yeah, but him sucking on that the... finger is also like, equally <laughs> creepy. Oh, like yeah, it's, it's so like it's like this is just unsettling and I don't like yes. that. <laughs> so. Yes. Even the shot with like her when they get close up to her eye though. I remember that part when I was yeah. watching it because I was like, it not like it it felt real when the when the one girl that gets hung up on the hook when she's around in the living room and she's touching all the bones and the chickens and the pigs and like she sees all the stuff, the furniture that's made out of human bones. Mm. I panicked at that part. Like inter- like when I first watched it, I was like, oh my God. And then when he hung her on the hook, I was just like, oh, like well, and it's so well documented what went into making that film. And even mm-hmm. that, like Chris me, like the story is like Toby Hooper going around and finding roadkill to like throw in this house <laughs> so to gross. sit in the Texas heat at like I, I I highly doubt that this could happen now, but just imagine being like 
being Gunnar Hansen, have to wear this shitty mask and this like whole outfit in like a 200 degree day or whatever. Obviously exaggerating. <laughs> and you have to smell, no. you know, pig carcass or whatever rotting in the next room and then go do a scene where you have to try to eat something. Like, Ugh. it's so even gross. the like behind the scenes stuff is like, it's not terrifying because you know you're just being told like this, this is how we did this, but it's like, God, I, I feel gross just listening to how you did the, like accomplish this film. So yeah, but you know I, I get that because he obviously was trying to like make it somewhat effective, and we like I we lived through that. We did uh, the Texas Chainsaw House when we went on our honeymoon because we did Halloween Horror Interesting Nights. Honeymoon, right? <laughs> well, Greg, Greg's like, I want to go on a beach and I just want to relax. I'm like, I want to go to Universal. I want to do Halloween Horror Nights. And he's like, no. And then they started announcing houses. <laughs> it was Texas Chainsaw was the first one. And that's his favorite movie. So he's like, oh. And then they did Halloween 2. So, you know, me, I was like, oh. And then they did The Exorcist. And I was like, already booking the vacation. I'm like, well, our honeymoon is universal. So we like walk up to the house and they're doing the monologue from the beginning. And this guy is just like walking in front of us. And he's like, oh, you two go ahead. There was like no line whatsoever. So we go in and grandpa's there and the guy's like, wow. Oh. And I, I, all I, I don't even remember it. All I remember, cause we went to Springfield and we were drinking Duff beer, a lot of them. So I had a fucking buzz. I had to pee. This will tie into the end of this story real quick. So we get in and I don't remember what happened, but it was loud. And then he took, he takes the mallet and hits the person in the head. And then the door opens and out comes Leatherface. Greg fucking ran and left me and i was like <laughs> screaming and this little dude with the backpack he's like go ahead and i'm like oh so i'm running and all i see all i hear is chainsaws screaming i see greg's sneakers and he's still running away from me and i'm like what the fuck and we literally just <laughs> ran through this house like didn't stop so we get out and i'm sweating and i still have to pee and I turn the corner on this handicap ramp and Leatherface is standing on a platform and he takes the chainsaw and he <laughs> me and I, I peed my pants. <laughs> like not fully, but I enough to like have it come down my leg and Greg and the security guards are laughing at me. And I'm like, I was like, fuck you. Like, why did you leave me? And it's smelled- like, you got like it- a crash course in marriage and like you're just in your honeymoon. Like you got all the best parts of marriage right there in one. In- <laughs> I know. Right I'm like, start. So <laughs> so, you would totally leave me in a in a situation like this. So that's awesome. But like, it's it's stunk. The the point of what I was saying <laughs> brought up this story. <laughs> and it stunk. <laughs> it wasn't like my pee, but it was the the house. The house reeked of dead carcass. Like that's all I remember was screaming, chainsaws, running, and like dead, stagnant, like nasty smelling meat rotting. It was horrible. So hmm. imagining being in that movie was just, yeah, it was fun. It sounds like it. <laughs> I was, I was so mad and I like went to the bathroom. I'm like, I don't even know if I want to do this with him. Like I'm so fucking pissed. Literally. Figures away in literally. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so bad. But anyway, um, Sean, what was your number two? Oh, it's my turn. Um, I'm looking at my list here, and there's a definite theme, and I'm really flip flopping in the moment. But I'm gonna I'm gonna just tell you how it's listed. My number two is 
an oldie but a goodie it is night of the living dead um the first time i had a friend chris if you're listening uh i have a friend that used to live down the street from me and we met like we're super young and he was one of the people that um you know when when we were i'd go down to his house just down the block and we'd watch movies together we'd watch just crazy shit Right. Like he told me about movies that I went out and found and watched and really loved. And um, Night of the Living Dead was one that, you know, because it's public domain, it would be on near Halloween. They would show it just, you know, just out in the open. They pretty much show the whole thing. And I think he may have had the tape of it. And I lived like 13 houses from him. So I remember the first time I watched that movie from front to back, um, it was like, it didn't finish till late, maybe like 11 o'clock or something. It's dark in the neighborhood, you know, walking and walking home was just like, oh, just scared the shit out of me because, you know, I mean, I've, I had lived however many years up until that point with no zombies following me home or anything. <laughs> but this night was one in particular that, you know, maybe the zombies were going to get me. They were, I wasn't Barbara, but they were coming to get me. And um, yeah, that's just one that really, kind of stuck out in my mind with like you know the first introduction really into zombies like hardcore into zombies i know there had been other zombie movies obviously but uh that you know we have the whole social commentary with the the hero being black and being killed at the end uh i don't know if it necessarily mistaking him for a zombie or just you know rednecks being rednecks or whatever (laughs) but um yeah that movie just really stuck with me like just the themes of it like trying to get away and you know, now we have all the running zombies and we have all these different variations of zombies, but this movie was just like so visceral at the time. Yeah. You know, the they're they're trying to get away from this house, trying to get where the hell are they gonna go? You know, at this right. point nobody knows where they're gonna go, they just know they can't stay at this house because it's not a cool place to be. <laughs> but <laughs> it just really Romero did it. That's why Romero did it so well. Like his yeah. first three, they're I mean, yes, there's zombie movies and there's zombies chasing you, but the social commentary side of it yeah. is what makes those three movies so fucking spectacular. And I, yeah. I've said before, the, this, like the paranoia. Well, yeah, the yeah. sequel is my all-around like favorite horror movie. Period. Like, yeah, not even up for debate in my head. But yeah. I totally get where you're coming from on the first one. So yeah, yeah, it was just it was just so freaky, like never seeing something like that before, knowing about zombies, but it wasn't like it is now, where we have sh- we have tell we've had like ten plus season episode um, TV shows about zombies, you know, and it's always like comedy movies about zombies. Yeah, yeah, yeah zombie always- walls. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you have these people. The thing that always like frustrates me about. I have friends that have watched, you know, obviously watched zombie movies and stuff. Who hasn't watched a zombie movie at this point? Mm-hmm. Um, but you watch a show about zombies and, and the, the people, when they say stuff like, well, they didn't even get to kill any zombies. Like, you motherfucker, that's like not what the what it's about, right? right? It's like people not being able to get along. So do you see this theme so far? We got Slither. <laughs> I didn't even yes. see this until I'm looking at my list here and I'm like, holy shit, the next one like totally feeds into that. But you know, it's not about it's not about killing zombies. It's not about, you know, oh, you gotta separate them the head, the brain from the body, or you know, you shoot them in the head or all the whatever. It's like the the interpersonal conflict, the the paranoia, the yeah. you know, that kind of stuff that really makes it scary because like John's Straw Dogs movie example is like something that could really happen. Now, yeah. while Night of the Living Dead can't really happen, I hope. Yeah. I mean, maybe it could. Yeah, I was gonna say but, you don't 
never say never. I know. But it's like how you're going to work together to figure this out. And, and you know, we're just not going to work together. <laughs> it's just yeah. Not and then that way. and it's going to end up that you're going to be fucking mauled dead. by a zombie. And, and because dead. some dumb shit can't like listen. <laughs> yes. Because someone's like, oh, like raising blah, blah, blah. kids. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> it's true. Another part of that is like entrapment too. Like being stuck at that, like being confined to one space and like obviously like you don't want to stay there but like you want to go someplace else but where the fuck are you going to go in a situation right. like that like you have nowhere. no idea where there yeah. is to even go hopefully there's the military because that's always you know who we should be we should fall be falling back on yeah which... no no uh no shade towards any people that have served <laughs> i appreciate your 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 uh sacrifice but just as a as a thing you know it's like not the military, but the people that are above them that I don't necessarily trust, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's another level of scary. Right. <laughs> Realistic horror. Yeah. Like that's, yeah. well, that's a good pick. Cause that, that one really freaked me out when I was little too. And that one's, I waited a, a while to watch that one. And now it's just like classic. Yeah. And we talked, John and I talked to um, David Weiner, who did that In Search of Darkness, Mm -hmm. and he brought up that he likes the Savini version better, like the more the updated um, version of it. And it's like, I I I see that, you know, but I think they both have the merits. Yeah, it's very under the Savini version is a very underrated movie, but it, I, with all due respect to David, I I can't agree with that statement at all. So. Yeah, but well, I mean, I like, mean that's—he's not wrong either, it's, right? I mean, if so. I go back and watch one, it might be the Savini version, just because I have seen the Romero version so many times. Right. It's nice to have like a different a different take on a story that you know that's not right. done horribly. I'll be like the devil's advocate and say like, like credit to, but I love Fauci. I love Zombie and like the whole gate. Uh, gates of hell trilogy like i love his take yeah. on zombies because he makes it yeah. like like i Does he have a zombie you know, punch a shark yeah <laughs> that's zombie. one of my favorite scenes ever in horror it's a great scene <laughs> like i love the music too because the music is so like intoxicating like when it starts to get that beat and you're like <laughs> <laughs> really embrace that like italio italo like disco kind of feel for zombie movies and shit yeah. yes and then you have like his wavy hair flowing and he's like fucking eating the shark, and I just uh. and then that one chick's scuba diving with her tits out, just very hey, like as you do, yeah. It's very like not gonna odd, argue with that odd scene that works. I love it. <laughs> okay, so off of tits to my number two, uh, <laughs> I'm going with uh, the Mothman Prophecies 2002 with Richard Gere. Uh, oh my God! What's her name? I haven't seen that in a long time. That movie had such an effect on me the first time I watched it, and I was terrified to be alone. Uh, just like the premise, the shots with um, the red eyes when he calls Ingrid Cole yeah. calls him and does the book. Re- oh, the Brit! Like just the whole movie was so fucking creepy. Well done. And it was somewhat minimalistic, like you didn't see too much, but just all the shit that was happening and you felt like that impending doom and like, I don't know, him and Deborah messing that whole scene when she gets in the car accident and uh, when she's looking up and the drawings, it's just, it's just such a, 
an effective and I love Mothman. I I am a huge fan of Mothman, but that that is kind of like one of those take on Mothman, but yes. Sorry. (laughs) That's all right. I'm used to it. (laughs) (laughs) Mothman prophecy is one of those movies, like you said, that you don't think about like not seeing the title character or the villain or the antagonist or whatever you want to call him, call Mm -hmm. it, he, she, it like you barely see anything, but it's like the impending doom. The, like you said, the creepiness, the, the, just the, the gloom that hangs over the whole story. Yeah. It's really oppressive. And it's, it is. Yeah. That, that's a good, that's a great pick. That's like, it's, it's heavy. and Yeah. Super creepy. Yes. And like you see the stages of grief, you know what I mean? Like you see them happy and then how everything just pans out. And then he gets that connection with, uh, what's her name? Is it Bonnie? Is it Bonnie Hunt? She was in Ozark. What's her name? Um, she was in Jumanji. What is her name? Um, but you see like their relationship kind of unfold. Laura and then Laura Linney. Why am I saying, who did I say? I don't know. <laughs> They're both blonde. Okay. That's probably the connection. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. The scene that got me was when um, the the teens were in the car making out and he had like the red eyes, but they reenact the story and they said how tall he was. And it's when the light and that tall figure with no head was walking towards it, towards the car. And it kind of was like loud noise and it faded out. I don't know why, but that fucking just I, when I heard the noise, it just, oh, I got goosebumps. It was so creepy. What does that it. take place? It's New England somewhere, right? It's um no, it's oh, I think it's Ohio. Is Point it really? Pleasant? Point Pleasant, oh, Ohio. I'm not going to Ohio ever again. No, and they have like Mothman prophecy. Uh, I'm going things. to Ohio again. They have Yingling. We don't have that here. You guys don't have Yingling? No, no, those assholes don't. That's why I have a Michigan beer state. channel because we don't have Yingling. Yeah. What? <laughs> Can, I wish I could send beer because I would like send you guys care packages of like you, you can you just don't tell them that it's beer you tell yeah. them that it's oil we're or like, soda we're like 45 minutes from the border <laughs> yeah. we believe me I've I've made several trips down there for beer and for you can get Weller in Toledo too which you can you can get it here but you're gonna pay like stupid mark it's a 25 dollar bottle of whiskey yeah. I find it here it's about 125 dollars what that's for like the bottom level one for like the next step up. It's like 500. It's stupid. So I'll, I'll take the trip to uh, Toledo where I used to live. We had a a duty free shop and a lot of the liquor was like super cheap. Yeah. I've been in airports a lot recently. The duty free shop is really slacking. Mm. Pissed off about it, but that's again, that's a story for another podcast. So, (laughs) Well, all right. So now I think we are on to our number ones, our gold medals. So, right. John, why don't you kick us off? <clears throat> so I've talked about this one at length. I, You have talked about this movie at length. And Sean has been along for the ride, and he's talked about this at length as well. Um, this movie freaked me out more than any movie that I can think of. And I saw it when I was young, way too young, at the right time of year. It is the 1978 movie Halloween. Yes. So I saw this movie <laughs> right around Halloween when I was a little kid. We had some asshole who walked up and down the street dressed as Michael Myers, which freaked me out after I saw the movie. Before I was like, who's this dude with a white face? This is stupid. I saw the movie. Like I was like, Captain Kirk. Yes. Yeah. William Shatner. <laughs> right. 
I saw the movie and I learned what tension was for the first time. Mm-hmm. It has the most absolutely flawless, perfect score in a movie. Um, that just from start to finish is just masterfully used to not only enhance every single scene where that uh, score drops, but just crank it up a little bit by little bit by little bit. And the thing that really creeped me out, I mean, Haddonfield is a fictional city, but it looks, I mean, I grew up in suburban, you know, Michigan, not far from Detroit, drawn somewhere you're on the East Coast now, not that radically different when you're in the nope. suburbs and stuff. Haddonfield mm-hmm. is basically any Midwest city. Like, yeah. it, it really is. So when I was a kid and, you know, go let the dog out, and I'm, like, looking around, <laughs> like, oh, God. <laughs> you know, he's, like, yes. totally freaked out by this movie as a kid. And now it's, like, you know, I've seen it so many times now. I'm, like, I know every beat. I know every, like, I'm, like, oh, this is the part where he fucking knifes the dude to the wall. Cool. Whatever. You know. Right. <laughs> whole different vibe now but that movie for that movie stuck with me no pun intended for a long time as a little kid it freaked me the hell out and i mean when they say carpenter is master of horror that's that movie is the reason why it's not my favorite movie it's not my favorite slasher you know that's a whole again whole different conversation but it is the one movie in the slasher genre which is probably my favorite sub subgenre of horror that managed to well i guess texas chainsaw too but it really managed to terrify me at a whole different level cuz it felt so plausible and i'm i'm not going to texas anytime soon but i do live in the midwest so right. it felt a lot more realistic to me it's so like he's such a it's such a simple concept like you don't know why this guy you know is is breaking out and what's the urgency to get back to where he was and like you said like when you're standing outside and you just feel that 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 feeling of being watched like him just standing there is so fucking scary because he's so brooding and like oh i love it yeah Yeah, and it's go ahead i'm sorry well i was just gonna say that's one of the things in the movie you know there's just john when john and i talked about it there's so many shots where, you know, the the person talking is in focus or whatever, and the person, you know, he'll be just in the background. They'll just have like a white face yes. somewhere in the background. You're like, what the fuck? Seriously? <laughs> um, yeah, it's just, and and the thing with Carpenter and Halloween is there are so many, it's just a masterfully told story. Like they, they he has accounted for everything. Like I think when John and I talked about it, I brought it up like, there's like, oh, this random guy got killed. Oh, he had coveralls or whatever. Oh, this random store got robbed. It had a Halloween mask. It had rope. It, had it even comes back in. It even comes back in Halloween too, like right at the beginning, where you're like, why is this other shithead dressed like Michael Myers? Like, oh wait, yeah, he's not dressed like Michael Myers. It's just yeah. this random mask that he got at. And by the way, rest in peace, Ben Tramer. But um, <laughs> yes, <laughs> fucking Doctor Loomis being all crazy, right? No, it, it continue. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, it's just and and just the Halloween costume, like the Michael Myers mask and everything. Mm-hmm. That wasn't like you always saw Jason Voorhees. You saw a lot of Freddies, you know, on Halloween and stuff. But Michael Myers, it's like the hardest mask to get done right. Yes. <laughs> to like find a real good Michael Myers mask is like it took up until mask. 2018 for them to get it right again. So, and even I love the distress. 
So I love the distressed version in 2018. Like I think that makes the most sense because of the difference in time. But I love like the crisp white mask of 78. I love the, I hated Halloween kills, but I loved the flashbacks with his crisp mask and like Dr. Loomis, because I think Dr. Loomis, <laughs> the other thing too with Carpenter, I just have to say it real quick is that he created such perfect characters for this movie. Like you got Loomis, you had uh nurse Marion, you had Lori, Annie, the girl, you know what I mean? Like Sheriff Brackett, everyone just seemed like perfection in the movie and like everlasting characters. I well, just, they're all I, believable. Like yeah. they all like, again, Friday the 13th fanatic. So I'll use my favorite franchise as an example. Mm -hmm. There's no way that there's a mini Tom Savini just hanging out in the middle of the woods, making these flawless replicas in a movie that Tom Savini happens to be doing the effects for. That's not logical. Right. You know, there's no way that like, Oh, we get to camp. Every single person who happens to be legal age with one exception in Friday, the 13th part two is going to go get naked now. Um, like that's not how life really works. Everyone in this like small town in you know in Illinois is like, okay, the sheriff kind of knows everyone around. At that time, that's kind of plausible. That's what people were like. It's not like that now, but right. really, I'd say up until the mid '90s, that's kind of how things were in towns like that. Um, there's like the this real basic rudimentary rudimentary understanding of who everyone is and how they know each other. And it's believable why they all know each other, why they're acting the way they do around each other. And these are mostly really young actors and actresses that are pulling this off too. It's not like, I mean, yeah, Donald Pleasance in there, but you, it's not like you have like Robert De Niro in there playing like the sheriff or something like that. That's like a seasoned <laughs> actor that would have really made it weird. So, yeah. It's or weird. great. Greater. <laughs> Yeah, right. That's possible. You're talking to me. <laughs> it's like to Michael. Myers is walking to me. <laughs> Myers is walking up the street. He's just like, <laughs> <laughs> I would love that. <laughs> yeah. You, um, but you know what? I, I, I should say we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about the Rob Zombie Halloween to lost the fight with a weed whacker mask. That was pretty epic. Oh, I don't. I don't want to talk about Sorry. it because I, I <laughs> that and the fucking Rob Zombie's wife on the white horse. Yeah. Well, like, please explain how that makes any goddamn sense. The you only, want a movie that's worse than black double down from hell. Watch Halloween two by Rob Zombie. So. Seriously. The only hey, don't besmirch black devil. Oh, I just complimented black devil. Doll. I'm going to say one thing. I've never seen black devil. Doll. Good. <laughs> I, I want to, I want to, I mean, Black, hang on, devil. Oh, good luck. Doll, I, I, I from have hell. Now. You have to add from, oh, hell. from, from hell. hell. There's it two a newer movies. version called oh. Black Devil Doll, and it's similar, but you gotta watch the original. You know that I have to now that we're talking about it because I I need to know. But um, no, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what were we just talking about? Halloween. Halloween. I know, <laughs> I know but before Black Devil Doll. Uh, Rob Zombie. Oh, the only good thing out of <laughs> I get so distracted. The only good thing out of two, Rob Zombies two, was I love the scene, and I'll only give him credit for the scene when the guard outside of the hospital and they're playing the Moody Blues and it's nights and white satin and it's like that whole 
scene. I, I that's I that's the only part I tolerated out of the whole movie. The rest of it is, in my opinion, garbage. I'll give his movie two compliments. Well, I guess. Taylor Maine is absolutely fine as Michael Myers. I have no yes. problem with what he was as an adult, brutal, over the top. He was fine. Like yes. any aside from the fact that they gave him dialogue, which is a whole different like problem. Anything yeah. that was bad about him in that movie was not his doing. Yes. And I will say, I think uh, was it Scout Taylor Compton, or maybe I'm flipping those somehow. No, you're right. If you're if you're gonna recast a role like Laurie Strode, the things that Rob Zombie had her do aside, she did about as good in that role as you could expect for a young actress trying to go to fill pretty big shoes. Yeah. I think if there was a better director behind it, it would have been even better, obviously. But I don't think she of all the things I have problems with in those movies, she's not one of them. I didn't mind her as Lori, honestly. I I I thought that she was decent. I just for me exactly what we're talking about now with what makes Halloween scary, what he did to it completely kind of like canceled that for me. And I did, mm-hmm. I, I didn't really want a backstory. Like I don't mind the two story 81s too. And I don't mind H2O story. And I like 18s. I like the H40 story since we're chopping it all up. So they weren't related. They are related. I like those connections. I don't like the backstory of the bad family. And I don't like the backstory of him being like as brutal as he was. Like Michael Myers is scary because of his presence, like the shape to me. Sure. And and I'm not saying like, you know, I'm glad other people appreciate Halloween for Rob Zombie's take. That makes me happy because at least they're introduced to Halloween. But eh. do you know what I'm saying though? Like I'm trying to make a positive out of it. Like I'm glad <laughs> that you enjoy it because <laughs> I fucking hate it. That's fair. So. But you know, like, the thing about Halloween that's super scary is John Carpenter went to a psychiatric facility and watched a boy that had like lifeless, you know, black eyes. And that's where he got the inspiration from Michael Myers. And I think that's terrifying because that exists. Must have been a, must have been a 70s thing because that's what Gunnar Hansen did too for Leatherface. So. Yeah. It's just, it's scary because even like in, a, not even in a mental facility, it could be anyone roaming the streets freely like it's it's just terrifying and i love that about halloween and i love that it's on halloween because i love halloween so excellent pick john love it i thought you might be okay with that one yes totally (laughs) (laughs) sean what you got for number one number one rob zombie's halloween (laughs) so you guys totally trash this but it's rob zombie no um (laughs) bad bad connection there's i just lost my wi-fi I can't hear you. So, yeah, no, for me, it's it follows along the vein. It's a John Carpenter movie and another one that John and I talked about. And again, following the theme, mm-hmm. uh, for me, my number one is John Carpenter's The Thing. Yes. Um, that, again, kind of, again, following this theme that I've had throughout the night. <laughs> Paranoia, yep. not being able to trust people, yep. not knowing who to trust, working together, um, in this in the thing it may have been maybe detrimental to work together i don't really know yeah but um yeah i mean that movie just this with the special effects the things things that they did the way that the organism can move uh from shape to shape can be anything really anything organic i mean Mm -hmm. for the most part and it goes back to that kind of alien thing where you know there you just don't know you know there's things that you there's no way that you could prepare 
for anything like that because it's not it's alien right what's the definition of alien is like something you've never seen before so yeah that just that movie with the paranoia with the people going back and forth with the conflict between the people trying to decide what it is and just the effects like the the one effect in my mind that will always be burned like tattooed on my brain is uh the head yes (laughs) when the head like melts off yeah and it falls to the ground like grows Mm -hmm. the legs and it's crawling all over the place you know what the fuck is going on here (laughs) and i didn't that's again that's a movie i didn't see until like later in life you know not like that i saw as a kid yeah although it was out you know in the 80s um just that kind of uh, just the concept like the 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 effects like the gooey just gross like ectoplasmic kind of effects and and people fighting back and forth and the mis like mysterious origin of where it came from is just that's a movie that again not something that could hopefully not something that could happen in real life but just something that was like totally freaky something that totally like formed my mind as to what horror could be and john carpenter you know i mean we that's all it really needs to be said it's like it's a lot of great movies you know yeah he has and i love that it goes from the boogeyman to this and i love that what we got with the opening was dogs and i'm such a like i hate animals getting dogs getting killed in horror and i know this one kind of has like a very intense it's like the exception for whatever reason I know, and I I hate saying that, but I don't. Well, I guess Halloween is too, but I know. I don't. What the fuck, Michael? Like, why did you have to strangle that? Uh, uh what's his name? Whatever his dog's name was. Sparky. Was... Lester. Gucci. Lester. Gucci. Pissed, <laughs> but that <laughs> scene with like the noise and the flails coming out, and then the dogs mutated. Like, it's so intense and. Uh, the other scene that sticks out in my mind from that one is when I can't remember all their names, but the dude that had like the red hair and they're outside and he turns and he just opens his mouth and it's that sound like that part creeped me out. And then they just like shot him with a fucking flamethrower. Yeah. That whole movie just freaked me out. (laughs) It's such a good, you know, like John said with um, Halloween, you know, you watched it, you've watched it so many times that it's like, it's not as bad. You become desensitized to it, but yeah. it's still one that's like, no, this is, this is really fucked up. Like what, <laughs> what, what's going on here? Who can you trust? Who, who can you not trust? And I feel like with that movie, you can go back and rewatch it and, and try and like work your way backwards or you can, yeah. you can try to, I mean, you might not really come to the conclusion or be able to figure it out but i have never seen the sequel i haven't seen or the prequel i guess i haven't seen john and i talked about it there's a the effects house that was initially like supposed to make the prequel thing too Mm -hmm. or whatever it was called yeah they got kicked out in order to do like cgi effects they did all these practical effects that they mocked for the movie they made a a version called harbinger down and it's got like lance henriksen i have it i haven't watched it yet i haven't watched any of the stuff around it because that movie is so it's just like a encapsulated it's one of those movies where it's like if they made a sequel to it well they did but a prequel but it's like this is one of those movies that doesn't need that it's the story's all here i love movies that are um they just leave it to your imagination you know they leave it open to your interpretation your imagination they don't spoon feed you the end they don't spoon feed you what happens there's not like a definite conclusion yeah and maybe that's a good thing 
you know, in my, in my mind, but it could be a bad thing because that's like open to a sequel. You know, there's so many sequels these days that the thing stands alone as being one of those movies for me, but it's like, it's a singular thing. There, there doesn't need to be a, a sequel. Carpenter has not like revisited it as a sequel. Um, so yeah, it's just a, a terrifying at the time, but really follows that kind of paranoia working together kind of theme. Totally. And I'm glad that like they have not wanted to do any sort of like remake to the thing. The prequel was, ugh, I don't I know. I heard they're working on one. Ugh, for real? Or a TV series or something like that. Best um, remake. The thing. I, I still feel like I need to give the... Um, the 2011 one another chance because i remember seeing that in theaters and i remember being kind of like shitty about it the whole time mm-hmm. but i think i was still kind of like yeah it doesn't need a sequel so fuck this it can't be good whatever like i think i killed it before i even had the chance to realize <laughs> if i liked it or not so, i don't want to be here her. no yeah this is not gonna be good Mm-mm. exactly so there <laughs> exactly. but no I, I was the same way though because i I mean, we I watched it, and I think the CGI really... It, well, it came out at the time that was bad for CGI. Yes, yes. So. And, and I get that, but, like, if that was the case and you weren't going to go balls to the wall and do a practical effect because it's known for practical... Like, that's what it's... I mean, it's not what it's known for, but, like, that's the huge part of it. Why even attempt... Why even attempt it? It's like a gold standard for yeah. that effect style. Yeah. Yeah, like just don't touch it. And like now, you know, we're seeing it heavily with like Terrifier 2, and I'm praying we get more practical effects back in horror. Um, it seems yeah. to be the one place where it it fits. Yeah, totally. But the thing is just such a – I'm glad – I'm so happy that you two picked Carpenter movies for your number ones and like my number one of all time and my number five of all time. So that makes me super happy, and I'm kind of bummed because my one is definitely not John Carpenter, and it's a newer movie. And I'm sad, but I'm kind of happy at the same time because it's creepy. And I don't know if you guys have ever seen it, but my number one is Speak No Evil. I haven't seen this, it. Does uh, that have a doll or something in it? No, this movie is like, okay, no. <laughs> this movie, sadly, no doll. This is like really new. Yes. So the premise of it, it's it was 2002, it was on Shutter. Uh, two families are on vacation. It's a Swedish or Nordic mo- movie, I believe, but they're on vacation and they end up being friends. They spend the vacation together. The one family that the guy says he's a doctor has a boy. The other family has a girl. They go home and they get a postcard and they want the family to come out to visit. Chaos fucking ensues through this movie. And it's, it's, there's, there's no blood. <laughs> There's no jump scares. It's just trusting people, boundaries, um, speaking up for your. It's just like I can't even just. I, I explained it to Greg because I watched it by myself, and then I had to, when the credits rolled, I turned the TV off and sat in silence for 15 minutes because it was it affected me that bad. Um, being a parent played a huge part in it because there's just these elements where what would you do in this situation my heart was beating out of my chest I was sweating I was panicking I sat up in bed I was like oh my fucking god like freaking out and it's so sad like it, there's there's no happiness to this movie it's just super Sounds depressing like something Sean would like 
<laughs> it's well, can I say this though, without sounding like a Debbie Downer, it was done so well that I loved it. It was I think it was like number three in my in my 2022 picks. Um but there's like this scene where I, I won't I won't spoil it, but they go out to dinner and they get wasted. The one couple gets wasted and the other couple's kind of like timid and they're dancing and stuff, but they're out on the, on the dance floor grinding and like getting down and shit. It's just super awkward. So then the bill comes and they're like, are you going to pay for it? And it creates this like tension. So then they go back to the house and the girl's sleeping with the little boy. They left the kids alone with this like random guy, this babysitter. And that's, that's creepy, you know, in a, it, as it is because when they're leaving the girls like it's fine i would have been like bitch no i'm not leaving my kid with some fucking random dude so anyway uh <laughs> it's so i i don't want to say too much but they end up having sex the girl's in the room the mom goes to check on her the girl's not there she walks past the couple's room and the girl's in the middle of the dude with a shirt off and the girl and it's just like what 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 happens like nothing happens but like her stance on things and like i don't know it's it's the most fucked up movie it made me feel a certain way and i don't know like talking about it now gets me all amped up because it's so goddamn good and it's so effective but it's sad it sounds yeah, like I, check this out now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't i didn't want to end it on like a horrible like sad like dismal note because you guys picked awesome movies but this movie I, I can't say enough about it and how it makes me feel. I don't remember what movie we watched recently, but my my response to why I didn't like it was like, there's like absolutely no fucking joy in this movie. And like no more than like 20 seconds later, it's like, this movie's great. There's no joy in this movie. So <laughs> it makes me think a lot of um, Infi- uh, Infinity Pool. Is that what that, the, yeah. The new, well, the I don't think that's the one that I, that we said that about, but I, what she was, how you were describing it, Jordana, it kind of made yeah. me think of that too. Yeah. Or like uh, funny games or something. Yes. And it's, 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 you don't even, you see, you see stuff, but it's not until like the third act, but it's just like how you are with people and trusting people when you meet new people and they tell you something and you, and you just trust that they're being honest. And then, right. I mean, granted, I would <laughs> never, I would never go stay with someone I didn't know. Yeah. Bring I bring my fu- like bring my kid. I would never do that. So there's that part of it. I'm sleeping in my car. <laughs> yes. It's going. I, I, no, I'm good. I'm, I'm good. I'm, I'm good. talking to the to the TV because Greg's sleeping, snoring. I mean, I could have screamed because he wouldn't have heard me, but I'm like, fucking drive. And I'm saying stuff. And I'm like, oh my God, it's just so infuriating. But you think of your boundaries too with people. Like how how you are to be like, Oh, I don't really feel comfortable. And then someone kind of like, doesn't shut you down, but kind of just says, Oh no, it's going to be fine. And you go with it. Like how the domino effect happens if you don't really stand your fucking ground. And that's scary to me because it happens all the time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I deal with, I've dealt with that with family members before. It's terrifying. It's just, I don't know. Well, me like me thinking of something like that. Like I'm, I'm, a relatively passive personality like i'm just kind of go with the flow like yeah yeah i mean i don't want to cause any trouble let's just do the thing like that's fine i'm sure it'll work out you know right. but mm-hmm. yeah when you you get put in a situation where it's like no you have to make a decision that's like almost terrifying and it's on its own right for me so i could see that being as like super uncomfortable like 
oh shit really um i guess that's fine but you like you said you have to draw the line somewhere where it's like mm-hmm. this isn't fine like i can't do this but that sounds like a good kind of case study and paranoia <laughs> yeah. and like drawing like I, you I said like being paranoid i guess i don't know i'm paranoid too like i'm paranoid but also too it's, I, I don't know if i can say this but i don't trust people like it's sad to say that but you have like your core people that you trust and family yeah. members you know or whatever that you, you talk to but even like with schools like this is gonna sound ridiculous and it's not horror like related but it's still kind of scary my daughter went on her first field trip she had a broken arm she had a cast so i was already like kind of parenting about that like it was raining they were going on a nature walk and thinking she's gonna slip and like you know crack her arm again or break her other arm and i send her off and i'm trying to not think about it she comes home i'm like how was it oh, i was boring you know and then she finally tells me well the teacher forgot our lunches and i'm like <laughs> i like, like your your impersonation of your child is perfect <laughs> so boring <laughs> like just be happy that you got to go outside but anyway so she tells me that and i'm like so 9 30 to one o'clock you didn't eat you hadn't you didn't have your water like what and then i said did you get something at the cafeteria thinking that like, if i was the teacher that forgot every kid's fucking lunch i would pony up 35 40 dollars buy the kids a goddamn snack be like make up for the mistake i made she's like well it costs money and i said so 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 nothing you you didn't eat till you got back and she's like i ate my whole lunch i was starving i was fucking pissed i was pissed meanwhile like being an being an 80s uh early 90s kid like did you have your own water (laughs) (laughs) i mean my kids take their water to school yeah i have i have I have yes. this <laughs> well, like, full of water. This so, is, but they said that yeah. she, like I had hers, but they left it because you're supposed to pack like those. I don't know. So she, I packed her lunch in like a fucking clear bag because they said it has to be something that you can throw away. So I packed her like uh, a Kool Aid and something else. I'm like, just drink a lot of water before you get on the bus. But it just made me so angry that like in the care of an adult, you forgot every kid's fucking lunch. Yeah. <sighs> It's not my lunch. Fuck, <laughs> Fuck those. So kids. the real question, the real question, was she sitting outside the bus with the bus driver, just saying they're eating all those lunches, like Billy Madison? Exactly. Yeah, probably. <laughs> but I don't know. She I guess that was, away. <laughs> that was a horrible example of being angry at something. But do you know what I'm trying to say? It's just it's a it's a fine line with with things, and this movie yeah. just kind of checks you into like stepping over that fine line. Yeah, it made me. I, uh, it still sticks with me. I still think about the last scene. It almost made me cry. It's just like to be in a, in a position like that. I wouldn't. I wouldn't know what to do. I actually, I would kill someone. So, <laughs> and I think watching a movie at different points in your life. You know, you watch it as a kid or whatever. You watch it as an adult. You watch it as a parent. Like yeah. even you know, it your life experiences really play into. Um, how you how a movie affects you like i know a lot of the movies that we've all mentioned are formative kind of year movies you know mine were more like early adulthood or whatever john seems like they were probably a little bit younger yeah i don't know about you but um they sound like they were younger for you except for this last one yeah but it's like you know when you watch a movie at a different age like i just saw um across the spider-verse or whatever the spider-man animated movie with my kids 
and you know you 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 see it from the lens like the parent like movies where parents are talking to kids and you're like you know i don't i don't mean to get all emotional about it but you're just kind of like oh, man yeah. my parents never said this shit to me <laughs> am i a good i know because I, I say stuff like this to my kids but yeah my parents never said shit to me and i i turned out okay i just watched creepy fucking movies all day you know like yes. no big deal my parents were my dad specifically was like here watch evil dead you'll be fine <laughs> here Come watch this movie shut up yeah <laughs> pretty much you'll be a man <laughs> it'll um, put hair on your chest but like it's, dad, it's, everybody shaves their chest these days <laughs> Ugh. that's a whole nother topic but it's even like too like the parent angle but even just for someone that you love you know what i mean like because i know that there's yeah. people that don't have kids but maybe like a like what you do for your animal or what you would do for your brother or your sister yeah. or just any any person that you care about just, care of a parent or you know yeah, yeah it just puts, sure. it puts a lot of shit into perspective and it just makes another like huge thing is how scary the fucking world is I mean, we, we all know that. We know how terrifying it is, and we can see well, how things... It's more terrifying than anything that you're going to put on film. <laughs> Any movie. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, but I I would be, if you watch it, I'd be curious to see how you feel, like, get your reaction, because I don't know if I'm being... Oh, I, I have a feeling it's going to be an episode in the not-too-distant future. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you're looking for a guest ever, I mean, I'd come on and talk about it. All right. Yeah. I'm oh, there's there's several topics that you're probably going to yeah. have to come on and guess about. So. It's just no lives. <laughs> None. <laughs> I'm not doing that. Oh, we've again. already we've already killed that. So. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry again. But yeah, so that I think that those were awesome picks. I hate to leave it on a sad dreary note, but um, there's I'm that. smiling. <laughs> well, I got, <laughs> now I'm going to do a not new segment. Um, so the, the viewers, the listeners already wanted to ask you guys questions. Oh, damn. Uh, I know. So... Who are these assholes? Yeah, really. <laughs> Why you are you at... talking to these turds? You can at them. I'll at them afterwards. But the first one is funny. Uh, it's from Kale. I don't know if you guys know him. Kale Daly. Uh, uh, he goes, his question is, Why does Jordana crush on Art the Clown so much? And does Greg get jealous? <laughs> Yeah, I yeah. want to know that too. What is wrong him. with you? I love him. He's like the I most mean, lo lovable clown. I don't know much about how Ronald, you know, feelings and stuff like that work on women, but isn't humor a uh, admirable quality? So it's one of my top qualities. But I just think, as much as Art the Clown, people are like, "Oh my god, like, he's brutal." I think he's fucking great. I think he's just such a breath of fresh air. <laughs> And I think that he is bringing something back to the horror community. So, I mean, they said like the best way to a man's heart is through his stomach, right? Doesn't Art the Clown eat some like bullshit? Like, doesn't he eat somebody or some shit? I don't. I, I mean, don't... he saw he saws a chick from her <laughs> vagina to her stomach. So there you go. That Close could work. He, he <laughs> so I think <laughs> I I know I mentioned this when we did our terrifier two episode with you. I I'm kind of in between you two. Like I know you love art Jordana and yes. Sean, he's a clown. So he's on your shit list instantly. Yes. <laughs> I still think that terrifiers exactly. I, I don't think the horror genre is dead or gone or anything like that by any stretch. Like that's a, that's a, a silly comment to make, Yeah. but I do think that 
the Terrifier franchise, Art the Clown and Damien Leone specifically, mm-hmm. is exactly what the that horror is lacking right now because it's showing that you can take a small budget and make a phenomenal product. And for all the things that you could say, good, bad, or indifferent about it, there's a lot that's achieved in that movie for a fraction of the cost of what so many other movies fail at doing at a much bigger level. So I, I think agree. I think that I my hope is with Terrifier, and it will probably take a couple years for us to see if it happens, that it opens the door to other smaller independent filmmakers that say, Well, I can I could saw a woman in half from the vagina to the gut too for, uh, you know, I, you did it for five grand. I could do it for four or whatever. I don't know. Just yeah. whatever the case is, like it's I, a bidding I on the vagina. That... <laughs> we already went through that part of Hollywood. We don't need to do that again. But I, I think that's what I would like to see come out of Terrifier, and I think that's why, although I'm firmly in the middle on it, like I don't love it, I don't hate it. It's it's fine. Yeah. I think it opens the door for much more things to come for better and for worse yeah i don't know what the fuck is wrong with people but i was looking at the <laughs> horror subreddit and like you know looking at like oh what's this movie i should watch blah 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 or what's your most terrifying you're not ter- horrifying horrific whatever and yeah. all these people comment all like oh art the clown art the clown art the clown. i'm like you fucking cocks <laughs> assholes sorry i was gonna use another derogatory term but like Did you say cocks or cucks i said cocks <laughs> oh like either what way wrong with you <laughs> the art the clown man let's get rid of this guy but i agree with john like if it if it brings in more like new ideas new you know just new ways to do things that we're not just looking at the same old, same old, you know, how many sequels I'm, I'm like the biggest opponent to sequels. Like let's just get new ideas. You know, can we just get some new ideas? And as much as I don't like art as a character, I do appreciate, even though Damien Leone is like a edgelord to the max, he's like the grandmaster edgelord. Like let's, let's get some new ideas in here. That's, and, and I think for, you know, just to say it i feel like horror is a genre where there are a lot of ideas you know we don't see we see a lot of the tentpole like good ideas that's true but we see a lot of the high profile movies getting sequels horror but there's so many independent horror movies out there that are not obviously not sequels that it's just like they're they're pushing boundaries we just don't hear about it we don't see yeah and it's sad too because like don't get me wrong like obviously the money is in you know like the the big budget productions blumhouse and all those types of movies and that's fine but like i want something different than the you know the you know that this jump scare is going to happen it's going to be this teenager that moved they have family issues and it's this like reoccurring thing i'm sick of it like i want something different and i feel like you know with 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 art as much as he's disgusting and and gruesome you saw like a a a character kind of develop without doing too much like there's part there's parts in the movie that I was like laughing at him, but I was like not rooting for him, but I was just like, I, he's such a cool, like, I love this guy. And then he, you know, pours salt on a bleach wound. You know what I mean? You're like, well, what an asshole. Like, shitty I still kid. laugh when, again, when someone fights back and he gets all shitty about it. Yeah. His favorite part of the whole, whole movie is him pouting because someone kicked him in the face because they didn't just <laughs> allow him to cut their penis off or something. <laughs> so. And then after when he gets like, yes, he do. gets. He gets his, right. you see him and he's like laughing. I just, I, yeah. 
it's so it's so ridiculous, but I feel like it's going back to having fun. There's not like a mm -hmm. there's not like a a, a message like a, an undertone something it's trying to convey. It's just like let's have fun in a movie again, and let's kind of have it be not taken too seriously and bring a spark back because honestly yeah all these movies are so like sad and depressing yeah. or so repetitive and, yeah formulaic yes yeah. so if we can get to the point where we have if independent horror is what sparks you know if terror let me put it this way if terrifier and terrifier 2 and all this shit art the clown is the thing that sparks this like you know, new rush of independent horror movies like we saw in the 80s and the 90s. Yes. You know, we can usher this new kind of regime of of B-tier horror movies. Yep. I'm all for it. Like, I don't like art in particular, but if it pushes the genre forward, let's do it. Let's do it, yeah. And the, the thing that's interesting is we are set up to be able to do that. You're just swapping out the video store for streaming. Yeah, for streaming. Yeah. Yep. If you could, whether it's, let's be real, it's not going to be Netflix because they fucking suck, but whether it's Shutter or um, Screenbox or Tubi, Tubi for that matter, yeah. whoever. No. Tubi is yeah. killing it. No pun intended. Tubi is, they, yeah, they well, they are. But yeah. I mean, whoever it is, like if. I would love to see it in a place where it's like we're putting them here and you don't have to go subscribe to 20 other things. That would be ideal. But yes. the fact is, like, there's a way to do it right now. I have no idea how movies make money on streaming. And it sounds like they're not. But that's not my concern. There's a way to do it. But we really are set up to have the, like, next version of the video store era. Yeah. It's just got to people got to be able to find a way to do it at a low budget like it's not going to work if every movie is like i use this as, a, as an example all the time if you're doing like marvel movie budget and yeah. just expecting to make recoup your money on tubi that's not going to fucking happen <laughs> at all but like, if you're doing five hundred thousand to like two million dollar movies and you're putting it on tubi and shutter and the likes you could probably make your money back on that i don't know how you do that but you probably can't so. Well, also to as, as much as COVID was such a negative and a thorn in our sides, like to say it lightly, it also maybe helped with the people that really want like the, the people that the homebodies that didn't want to leave and they don't want to go to like a movie theater with a bunch of people and have assholes ruin it, you know, appreciating streaming. So it's it's maybe a little bit more beneficial now than it would have been before because everyone was going to like movies and streaming was kind of like mid, but now People, I'm not gonna lie. I don't. I don't miss the theater experience at all. Like, the sad truth is, like, my TV looks better than a movie theater like <laughs> screen does, even though it's smaller. But that's fine. Yeah, I can pause it to go get a beer or take a leak whenever I want yeah. without missing anything. Yeah. And unlike when I went saw, unlike when I went to saw Scream, went to see Scream Five, and Scream's the only movies I still see in theaters because I don't yeah. want it ruined before I get a chance to watch it. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm sitting there and there's like one other person in the theater and here's Ghostface like stabbing little Jenna Ortega like right at the beginning of the movie. Mm -hmm. And here comes some dick slap walking in and looks at me and goes, is this Scream? Like, no, this is um, <laughs> Jurassic Park. So, <laughs> like, what do you think? What do you, what do you, yeah. So that's it, one it, of these, like, come on. <laughs> so, if we only just, there were this group of people that would talk about these movies 
in, I don't know, like a video or an audio format that could help me curate what I wanted to watch <laughs> would be golden. Yeah. It would be a good thing. Okay, so that's a perfect... Crack that town. <laughs> <laughs> I think we get to do plugs in a minute, so... No, do. I don't know what you're talking about. You can plug all you want. So, But leading in, so we're talking about, you know, Art the Clown and, and his possible opening for the horror genre. Bella, uh, Slasher Crave, asked, uh, what slasher villain character um, do you think should have, like, deserved their own franchise or a couple more movies? Like any Jason. singular... Jason needs another 13 movies, at least. <laughs> It's time for him to make a comeback. I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have liked to see more of The Burning, which I know you're a fan of. Yes, Crap um, mm-hmm. That would have been good. Um, let's see. I know we got two movies, but I would be fine with more of The Driller Killer. Um, yeah. That would be That's a fun a one. Choice. Yeah. Let's see. What else? I wouldn't have mind. I, like The Prowler? like Or like... Yeah. Maybe like uh, I don't know how Intruder could could be like a but Intruder was so goddamn good for like an eighties horror slasher. I wish that there could have been more of those because they were done so well. But maybe it's a good thing that there was just one of them. I'm trying to think Eric. more off the top. Eric, the clown? No. Phantom of the Mall. Eric's Revenge. Oh. You gotta have more. Gotta have more Eric. I don't think I've ever seen that. Is are you being serious? I mean, yeah. I mean, it's called Eric's Revenge. Fan of the Mall, Eric's Revenge. Eric's Revenge. You got to have more than one. <laughs> oh. I mean, who else is going to throw Morgan Fairchild out of like a third story window onto a scale model of the mall and get impaled on it? I mean, we got to see more of that shit. Polly Shore's in this? Oh, maybe. It's mid-80s. <laughs> it's been a while since I've seen it. I don't remember Polly Shore, but I'm sure he's... I wouldn't be surprised. Weasel the Jews. Ooh. Juice. Okay, well, I'm going to put that we down. We need more list. Eric. He, it's like Phantom of, the, Phantom of the Opera, but he lives in the mall. And oh. he kills people, like, horrifically. Fuck yeah, I'm for that. That, that would yeah. be... How could you be uh, against it? I'm not at all and I, I haven't even seen it so i would you know what i wonder what i would want to see is a a, a collector a collect but the, the third part of the collector because i just watched the collector in the collection and those are amazing they're so underrated for slashers have you guys seen that one mm-hmm. oh my not. god oh my god you need to go to tubi and you need to watch <laughs> you need to watch it like I, I go to tubi a lot so. read the tubi Go to Tubi and and watch it. I was so shocked on how goddamn good it was. And at the end of it, Greg and I were like, holy fuck, like that was such a good movie. I'm like, how come? And we looked and it was like 2000. Hang on, Collector. Uh, Can I spell? Collector. 2000 and. No, no, no. 2009. So like early 2000s, that's why it's so goddamn good because it's not like a newer movie. They actually, um, they have a final guy, a great character. I don't know. It's just so underrated and it's not talked about. And it's one of the best slashers that I've watched. We need more movies with Jacob from Killswitch. 
I love that you have Eric and you got Jacob. <laughs> so Kill Switch is a bad Steven Seagal movie where our Steven Seagal voices can't. He, he Steven Seagal's chasing two serial killers in this movie. Is it 2008? Something like that. But Steven Seagal kills like five times yes. more people than anyone else in this movie. 2008. Like, oh my God. The picture of him, he looks, he's like his lips pursed and he's like. Yeah, it's. <laughs> It might yeah, be, right it's one of our best episodes that we did was talking about that stupid ass movie. <laughs> so more kill switch, got it. All right, we'll put yep. that on there. All right, and then the last question is from Designs by Jessie Lynn. I love her; she's great. Uh, what would you like to see for the future of horror, and what is uh, a major change you'd like them to make? So my default answer is always more Jason Voorhees, but what I would really like to see is original ideas that don't need to be a franchise. Yep. Um, Agreed. What was the second part of the question? Um, what is a major a major change you'd like them to make? Like, what oh, would you change? Uh, destroy A24. No more A24 movies, period. <laughs> I mean, they've got A20. I don't want to derail this into A24, but there are some good A24 movies. They just go a little bit Husk. too highbrow. Like, hi, yes, like. <laughs> pinnacle of A twenty four films is Tusk, the Kevin Smith vehicle. No, I mean, are they just? I I feel like there are too many movies that are trying to be highbrow that are like not. Yeah. So yes. let's just call a spade a spade. Let's just be like, I hate to use the word, but let's be authentic. You yes. know, like, please. And A twenty four just doesn't seem like it's. And it's not like A24 is making the movies. No, but like, okay. It's curated. A24, though, saying Tusk, Tusk is one of my favorite out of, because it's so obscure and it's crazy. Like, it's a crazy, it's crazy. But I would rather watch that than. I'd rather watch that than Men or Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Or the the problem I have with A24 and I'm all for like horror movies. I, I mentioned earlier, Dawn of the Dead's my all-time favorite horror movie, and it's no. very heavy on social commentary. So I'm not yes. against that. But when you Bodies, Bodies, Bodies is the perfect example. And I, am I the only one here who's watched that, or I don't know? I have not watched it, and I will not watch it just because I can't. I seen it. So I'm going to spoil it then because I I hate this movie so much that I don't care that I'm spoiling it. <laughs> there is a. I was actually okay with the movie up to a certain point with about roughly 20, 25 minutes left in the movie. And this character just goes on every single, like, I hate using the word triggering, but every single cliche triggering, like, this is why I hate the youth of this country and why I kind of, I'm like, where is fucking Art the Clown when you need him? Like, every single person in this movie needs to fucking die horribly. And they kind of do, but not in a way that's satisfying. And by this point, you're so pissed off that this rant happened that you're just like, fuck this entire production company. Like, I'm, if you're going to make a social commentary, Hire a writer that knows how to do it in a way that's actually intriguing. Don't exactly. just beat me over the head with it. Exactly. And it's not shoving it down your throat when you're actually like entertained by the movie. And then you mm-hmm. have that lingering, this, yes, exactly. Men, that movie 
infuriated me so goddamn. I was so I refused mad that to I, watch it. I saw the title. I was like, nope. I'm, I I know I'm going to be pissed off if I watch that. There was a couple times in the movie where there was these shots that I was like, okay, just visually, it was it was nice. It was appealing to the eye. But then, as soon as it started going and and it was the general gist of what was happening, I'm like, this is fucking bullshit. Like, I don't need a movie to tell me like men are. The worst, and I'm not saying that I think that men are we the are. worst because, well, no, but like there's there's women that are assholes. I mean, like let's be real, like like I don't know. I just I can't. Humans are the worst, but men are pretty Thank high you. up there. <laughs> you know what I'm oh, trying to say? I also want Final Summer to finally come out. Like I'm sick of waiting for them to give me a release date. Put that movie the fuck out. What is that one? It's some slasher movie that's got a really awesome poster, but it's been in. <laughs> It's been on the festival scene for like two years now, and like every six months, they're like, news coming soon about a uh, release. I'm like, yeah, okay, you said that like six times, but if you just like search the movie Final Summer, like. Is that the skull? Like a skeleton yeah. head? Yes, I've seen that, yep. and I really would like that to come out too. Um, you know what's a, a movie that I really enjoyed that had like a, like a social commentary, but it was, it wasn't that bad. It was kind of funny, was uh, Kevin Williams. Williamson's sick. The guy that did Scream. Yeah. I I mixed feelings about that. Like it was a good movie, mm-hmm. but Kevin Williams needs to stop trying to remake Scream and being so fucking Kevin Williams. Because there's several points in that movie where I was like audibly like, oh of course there's two fucking killers, or of course it's a Kevin Williams. Let's go Kevin Williamson it up a little bit more um i was the same way but i appreciated it because it was kind i don't want to say it was mindless but it was like you kind of knew what you're getting into because it was him i appreciated mm-hmm. like some of the i appreciated the movie because it was just like a my i i'm i'm all for like mindless watches like uh texas chainsaw 2022 everyone hated that everyone shit on it i loved it because oh i haven't that's the netflix one right yeah, and and yeah. of course, I feel like everyone that hates movies, I love them, and then if they love them, I I hate them. But uh, it's fun. It's not to be taken seriously. I know that there's a lot of social commentary in that one, but I didn't pay attention to it, and I just watched it for Leatherface tearing shit up. Like it was, <laughs> it was good. But Sick was different, and it had like a tone, and I didn't hate it because I didn't think it was like shoved down your throat so much i thought sick was good because it was believable and for the small cast that it had of unknowns it was a pretty well acted movie mm-hmm. agreed but it it wasn't without the shortcomings but that's not necessarily i mean we built a whole fucking podcast on movies that are full of shortcomings so that's not exactly a deal breaker <laughs> so so my my answer for that one though is I, I would just I want them to make it more fun. I don't want it to be so goddamn serious because I watch movies to escape whatever the fuck is going on with my life or the world. And I just want something to not be so heavy because yeah, life is hard. Yeah, life is heavy as it is, and we don't need any more added entertainment value. So I mean, going along with that kind of um idea, I would love to see more movies horror movies where it's not just like a person you know yeah. or slashers in particular where it's mm-hmm. you know i think that just kind of having it be mysterious you know there's not like within the first 20 minutes you know oh it's just this guy you know it's just 
this thing, this guy, this person, this woman, whatever it is, this, this one thing doing whatever it is. I I feel like it's more scary to be like a fish out of water, you know, where you're like the one that is, am I the, am I the sane one? Cause that's like the scary part of it. it. Everyone else is crazy. I'm the one that's like reasonable about this. Let's, let's, explore that you know that i find that to be like a like i said fish out of water is just when (laughs) when everybody else is spouting all this bullshit and you're like i have to be the voice of reason there's something wrong with this picture and that's terrifying to me right personally yeah that's a good point like that would be awesome to see you know what was a good one like you didn't really know what was happening until like midway was I don't know if you guys saw it, The Rental on Netflix. Mm-mm. I haven't seen it. I feel really like good. Netflix doesn't have enough like really good horror. They don't. And this one, it was kind of like... I feel like Netflix doesn't have enough really good, period. They hey, don't. American Gladiators. We're going to talk about it. Yeah, I know. Like, like the bump da bump bum Really? Like reruns or like new? No, they have like a documentary about it. Oh. We're going to talk about See, it. They do good at that. They don't have, well, yes. I don't want to spend a lot of time bitching about them. Anyway, <laughs> we need to bring back creature features too. That's another thing that's been missing. I I want like a Kraken movie. I keep saying it because I hope that if I manifest it and I keep talking about it, I want like a sea creature other than a shark, other than a fish. I want some sort of like a whale. Kraken. Yes. No. It's going to sound really. Well, I don't know. Something. <laughs> Give me a whale. Really I'll watch it. Yeah. It's going to sound really counterintuitive, but I want bad creature movies like Chud or Seed, Pe- Seed People or whatever, where it's just yes. some random guy. In, like, I, I know Sean saw this. Jordan, I don't know if you ever caught this one, but how great would Cocaine Bear be if it was just some guy in a suit running around being nuts as opposed to being a <laughs> CG bear? Like, I yeah. just want that level of like low budget, like stupid entertainment. Tom Foolery. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen I haven't seen Cocaine Bear. I want to, but like I don't know. I I see answer. all like meth meth alligators or meth alligator. Oh, I've I've got those all queued up. Cocaine shark, cocaine yeah. barracuda, cocaine crack cougar. raccoon. Yep, that one's Cracoon. Yeah. <laughs> Cracoon. Yep. Like, oh my god, like so ridiculous, but I'm all for that. Or even like uh the even like uh, street trash, like those types of movies. Um, yeah, bad taste, like r- like ridiculous eighties movies. Like I want that, but I feel like they wouldn't be appreciated now. No, they'd probably be vilified and be told that they're culturally insensitive or something, and like blacklisted. So exactly, it's sad. It's it's sad, but let's let's hope that it takes a positive turn where we want it to go. We're getting more leprechaun movies, so that's a thing. <laughs> oh, why not? The other why thing the too is not? more slashers in space. John and I, we've talked Absolutely. about that. Absolutely, we need Every like fucking slasher needs to go. Ghostface yeah. in space has a great ring to it. Yes, Leatherface in space. Mm-hmm. That's I'm, true. Today, I, I just want to share the face is in space. <laughs> yes, give me. I would. T- I would go to the movies to watch that. Like I would. I, I would go to just to listen to the guys like, how come I can hear the saw in space? You can't hear anything in space. Like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Why can't you hear anything in space? I don't know. 
I'm not a scientist. I don't know these things. <laughs> Are you sure? I go to you for all my science information. <laughs> well, that's a problem. So. <laughs> yeah. This is not a credible source. <laughs> right. Your post has been removed. But, well... <laughs> That was, this was fun. I'm glad that we got to do this. Thanks for being my, my first for my little segment piece. Um, and thanks to everyone that submitted the questions. Um, so, I mean, I'm glad that you guys hung around for this long and we got to talk. I could probably talk to you guys for another two hours, but we won't do that to the listeners. Um, why don't you guys tell me what's coming up for Dewey Pod Monster? Uh, what do we have coming up? So our next couple episodes, I think end of days is lined up to be next. And then we have maniac cop coming out in the next couple weeks that we've mm. talked about, yeah. which was, I remember that being liking that way more than currently, but that's fine. <laughs> um, as Sean mentioned, we're going to be talking about American gladiators and we've been toying with the idea of doing a wrestler theme month, kind of like what we've been doing with, we did a, a whole month, uh, we called it Crummy Movie March, which was really one of the best months of like terrible movie watching that we've done. But we've been talking about doing a wrestler theme March a month and just calling it Wrestler Mania. So um, if anyone's listening to this and wants us to do that, please give us feedback. That would be <laughs> great. Um, but there's so many great, terrible wrestler movies out there. But generally, we, um, I don't know, we're just kind of circling the drain and doing our normal thing. So. <laughs> we don't do a lot of planning we kind of talk about yeah. it like the week before and we're like what should we watch this week yeah that's the way to do it like i feel like formats yeah. are fun but like no real like set is is even better because it makes it more it makes it more entertaining and more fun i feel like it's sporadic we have mutual friends that have talked to us about like going on their shows and stuff and I've seen their schedule like all the way out to December. I'm like, I don't know what we're talking about. Like on Monday, so, like, what are we talking about this week? <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, we kind of play it by, we kind of play it by ear. Um, best way to really see what we're doing is just follow us on social media, uh, Twitter and Instagram, especially. Even though I don't know, we might or might not be shadow banned on Twitter. I never really know what's going on on that app anymore. But. Um, those are where we're most active, but we're on pretty much every social media thing at Dewey Pod Monster that we can be. And then there's always our website, which is crap.town. And it is a yeah, website, by the way. <laughs> yes, it's real. A lot of people been, don't yeah, know that been there. town is a website, but yeah, we have crap.town. I love it. Uh, and I will include all those links in the description below. So make sure you are following them, uh, tuning in. Great content, great people. Love them to death. And yeah, I just, uh, I'm glad that we got to finally get together and do this. Yeah, it was really cool. Yep. So. Yes. We'll definitely come back next time for something a little bit more. I mean, it re really wasn't that deep, but lighthearted. Maybe we'll do like the best space slasher movies. I mean, there's only like five of those. But still, we could <laughs> short list. We could still talk about it. <laughs> Quick episode. Yeah. All right. <laughs> oh, all right, guys. So please like, subscribe, rate, follow uh, these guys. Follow me if you're not already following me, please. And yeah, until next time, everyone have a good night. Take care. <laughs>